And welcome. We're back. It's the <laughs> it's the New Blood Rising podcast. I'm laughing because I'm holding my dog. But nevertheless, we're back. We are looking at Starcade 99. I'm William Rankin, aka Critical Bill for people who give a shit. To my left, <laughs> it's a great Charlie Stabile. How you doing? I don't know what to say after that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Stabile! Hey, I owe somebody a cold beer. That, that's an accident. Yeah, this is Charlie Stabile, CM Stabs, for all of my loyal followers. <clears throat> I'm uh, at the Jason Keesler because, you know, the following's out. And I'm a little nervous because you said Starcade. I, I did Stargate. I've got like 22 pages of notes on the difference between the movie and the series. So well, this is going to be interesting. This, uh, well... We're aiming for a shorter podcast. <laughs> we were, it's so funny. We game planned this. We're like, okay, we got to get to two hours because it's just too fucking long. But the problem is, we're already set up for failure with thirteen matches on this. Is it thirteen tonight? I think it's thirteen. Uh, no, no, it's twelve. It's twelve and a phantom announcement. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, it's the end of the millennium. We're psyched. We're, we're. This should be. This is the WrestleMania for WCW. After all, it's gone on in '99. This is the 17th Starcade, and that's yeah. impressive. Like this was one really of those. It, there's, there's, there's lineage for this. There's true lineage, and here we are. We're at the MCI Arena, a big culmination here, a mega main event. Bret Hart, Goldberg, the world title. Let's just let the intro tell the story. It's the tradition. Starcade '99, the granddaddy of them all. The revolution faces Hacksaw Jim Duggan and three mystery partners. Who will Duggan bring to Starcade? If Duggan wins it, the revolution must take over the janitorial duties of WCW for 30 days. If the revolution wins it, Duggan must denounce the United States. Sting takes on his former friend, the total package. If Sting beats the package, Elizabeth's contract with the package is null and void. Creative control and Kurt Hennig doing the bidding of the powers that be. Face Harlem Heat and Midnight. In a crowbar on a pole match, the maniacal David Flair faces off with Diamond Dallas Page looking for revenge on the youngster. For the WCW Hardcore title, screaming Norman Smiley with the monster Ming. In a bunkhouse brawl showdown, Jeff Jarrett and Dustin Rhodes, the son of the man that invented the matchup at Starcade. Johnny the Bull and Big Vito face off with Disco Inferno and Lash LaRue. Dr. Death Steve Williams with Oklahoma faces the Dark Angel Vampiro. If Vampiro wins it, he gets five minutes with Oklahoma at Starcade. WCW Cruiserweight Championship on the line. Evan Courageous defends against his former significant other, Medusa. Who is the master of the powerbomb? We will find out at Starcade when the Millennium Man, Sid Vicious, faces off with Kevin Nash to win the match. All you gotta do, use the powerbomb. And the World Heavyweight Championship is at stake. The former tag team champions do battle one-on-one. Brett, the Hitman Hart, defends against Goldberg. It all goes down at Starcade. When that's a... That, oh, <laughs> like the... It, you gotta love it, Scott Hudson giving you the rundown. Oh my god! I, I, and I'm wondering if he's doing it at the table because it sounds like he's talking over the video. I thought last <laughs> month with when Shivani was doing Mayhem and he had to go through the entire tournament mm. was rough. I don't think he breathed once. But where are we at? 
Well, we're at the MCI Arena, of course, where Starcade's been the last how many years? At least since '97. Yeah, 97. I definitely because because Revenge, Revenge always. That's right. That's how I always remembered it was always at the MCI it was because of the video game. But we got a crowd on hand of what eleven thousand? Eight thousand. Huh? Eight thousand. Eight. Eight thousand five hundred and eighty-two. Out Man, of, I was way off. Out of eighteen thousand two hundred and seventy-seven, yeah, that's that know we recorded. Just, just because I know we usually say this for later, but compared to you know ninety-seven, which was obviously the, that peak, was the peak, yeah. This, while we're gathering, Jason, what your initial thoughts heading into the pay-per-view? What do you think? Going into this one after Mayhem, we left after, off pretty high. I mean, it was it was a, I mean Bret Hart's your world heavyweight champion. It looks like a, a you know not to run a new era is coming. Yeah, maybe a. a Better wrestling, and uh, question mark, but uh, <laughs> it, it, it was, and uh, Kurt Russell was fantastic. <laughs> so in 97, um, I guess the building was bigger or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is an astronomical number of 23,000 people showed up to see Sting versus Hulk Hogan, which in WWE numbers is not that big of a deal. WCW... That's huge. Yeah. yeah. And for that That's building, huge. for that building, it must be... I didn't be... know the building was that big. It's re, It's been renamed the Verizon Center. Well, yeah. It's not called it's MCI anymore. Verizon bought MCI. Right. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Well... Yeah, big, important merger. <laughs> <laughs> That's what was going on. why it was smaller, as Verizon was taking their share of the, the building. It's December 19th, 1999. <laughs> <laughs> the number one, uh, the highest grossing movie of the year was The Phantom Menace, the top song on the charts was shares do you believe oh my god a yes. shorter podcast we're <laughs> aiming for it folks <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna get there don't worry there's some matches that are literally but, two minutes long but it's it's funny like you know when you go back through your trying to bridge a lot of the storylines up until this point from mayhem there's a common theme of there there really isn't much continuity it's like oh by like the week before it's hey guess what we got a match at mania uh, or i'm sorry it's Stark. <laughs> Whoops. Hey, dude, Scott Hudson calls this the granddaddy of them all. Yeah. And Sorry, it is the oldest, which is, but they never said that. The, well, that was the same year then of WrestleMania 15 where they dropped that. Right, because Vince well. McMahon was like, oh, it makes it sound old. Yeah. Yeah. Have you never seen the Rose Bowl, Vince? <laughs> I think they should be proud of that. They should. All right, so let's dive into it. On, um, we talked about Hudson. He gives us the uh, the intro what a clusterfuck of feuds we got here. We've got everything from American Pride, Master of the Power Bomb, intergender cruiserweight battles, former friends, and uh, mobsters. Mean streets. Right. And we've got <laughs> mean streets. Scott Hudson says this is the most stacked card in history. Even says this may be the best Starcade ever. He says it before the first match. Before even I know, and I had to actually rewind that. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> is he talking about this one? Did, did yeah. you have to fact check him? Yeah. No, 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 I didn't bother. It's Scott Hudson. And, <laughs> and where are we leading off? Well, we're leading off with like guess we one. have every time. It feels like it has. Like two out of the three shows, I like let continuity. <laughs> you just complain. Here it is. Here's continuity. No, no, I want to. Yeah, because continuity it's, actually is not bad in this paper. And what is it? It's disco fever. It's the disco inferno himself. Nobody cares. No, 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 there is no. no pop at all. And this goes back to a pet peeve of mine. It, no matter, it, every card should be at the very least Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Great opening, great closing. Muff it up in the middle, but by God, you better start it heavy mm-hmm. because people have been waiting. You know all this, and nevertheless, we've got disco, and then surprise, who's his uh, who's his tag team partner tonight? Former foe, <laughs> Lashley. <Double L. laughs> 
It's Lash LaRue. Who's starting his, his finalizing his final form yep, about to say. with his L love that. sideburns, his shiny unbuttoned shirt, and his giant beads. So we six out. So we saw because last time we saw these guys was a havoc. They opened up that show then with the cruiserweight title where disco went over, but Lash tried to carry a little bit of heat afterwards by giving the whiplash. Everybody likes to beat up disco after the bell, I've noticed. They they really like to do everyone just like no I fucking hate this guy. Fucking Glenn. He has a punchable face. <laughs> yeah. Gil Bretty. <laughs> and who are they fighting? Who are they fighting? Well, none other than Big Vito and Johnny the Bull. And we know it's them because we get the fake Godfather music to bring oh them out. Led, of course, by Tony Marinero. Who wants to remind us how good his abs look. He loves to remind us. He, he, he predates the Jersey Shore. He really he oh, he does. No, that's it. That is it. <laughs> he is that's the exactly what he's doing. Uh, it, can, can I ask a question? Why were uh, Big Vito and the Bull sharing a bed for the scene that we're going to get for the video package? Like, I understand, you know, times are tough. Sometimes on the road, you got to share. They were fully clothed. So you bring up a good point because, all right, so this was definitely one of these feuds that had stuff going on every week. Like, we saw seeds planted at, uh, at Mayhem Man. when Disco accidentally hit Tony Marinero with the chair. And then he said, I'm bringing, uh, I'm bringing the boys to Nitro, which... Oh, the ECW guy? Yeah, yeah, he told them. And which, of they course... They couldn't get over there. No. no. <laughs> but but as Disco keeps finding himself like at uh, finding himself in the crosshairs of Papa Marinara's uh, mobsters or whatever, he finds a common ally in Lash LaRue who decides, why not? I'm going to help out my opponent. <laughs> yeah. I've got nothing going on. Did you guys, you guys remember some of the hijinks that went on during this? The, uh, there were fish... <laughs> There, there was, there was dead, yeah. Yep. Okay. There was also uh, strip poker with Big Vito and Johnny the Bull with the Nitro Girls, which of course they lost. And Before we lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course there was Tony Marinaire getting abducted and tarred and feathered and. Oh, I remember that. That, that, that was a big deal. I think that happened on the Thunder, and they say that was the B show. Yep. <laughs> so Disco and Lerue are fighting the good fellows. That's right. And That's right. The commentators, uh, I don't remember who says it, but they talk about how. Big Vito and Johnny the Bull haven't found a way to get Disco Inferno to pay his uh, his due. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure a gun would come in handy if, <laughs> I, if we're going to follow this line of logic. So, look. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It, no. it doesn't make sense. But anyway, this match. The crowd is not. Like, the problem not, is, they're not. Even after we get the fake Godfather music, nobody's into this. Although Big Vito just keeps reminding me of Wes Studi from West the uh, What is last he doing in this match? I don't know. He's doing like this. He does this kind of jujitsu. David Lee. Man, Lee he gets really thing. into that. Yeah, I don't know what, what the hell that is. That's him trying. And and, and they keep. I'm, I don't know if it's a derogatory term, but they keep calling them the Goon Squad. Yes, they. And, I'm sorry. When I hear the word Goon, I mean I think of that guy from WWE. The Goon. Yep. Yeah, and <laughs> that shitty character from the Three Stooges short. So it's like, why would they like? They're not threatening to me if you call them the Goon Squad. All that aside, you know what's funny is like Vito can work. He you works can. really well Except in the match. Except for that frog splash, <laughs> that selling was epic. <laughs> we get a wow. we get we get a couple of flop splashes yeah, here <laughs> in this one. In all honesty, but, though, this isn't a bad tag match. No, 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 no. I, there's a pretty decent pop too for finally when Disco gets tagged in for whatever reason. Like the crowd comes alive they get when the fever. Yeah, they get they get the fever. They did all get right. inoculated. Um. Did you guys notice at one point? I think it was either Big Vito or Johnny spits on the ref. They yeah. spit on the ref. Uh, yeah. to, to no pop. To, nope. To nothing. No pop. And like 
you know, man, they're, you figure that would warrant that's some. A DQ. Yeah, that's I'm sorry. That's, that's a DQ. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this is about that time Bert, Roberto Alomar did this, and that was a big oh. deal in baseball. And Jesus, I guess but, wrestling fans are so desensitized by what WWE wrestlers <laughs> were doing to the referees. But anyway, so, uh, we get a you know a hot tag pretty much kind of early on. This one doesn't go very long. That's probably like a seven to ten minute kind of thing, and that's fine. No, it's okay. It's a very we, traditional um, tag match. Lash gets in on uh, Disco gets Lash on the hot tag. We get awkward split forearm, or he does that split in his forearm yeah. kind of spot. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, just yeah. 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 It's not going over. This, but this is also when we get Johnny the Bull doing his leap to the top rope to yeah. to and it. And this is when no. the, the crowd doesn't pop more in this match than when he slips on that top rope. Oh, they catch that immediately. The DC crowd is zeroed in on botches. They're ready. Botchamania was made this night in the MCI <laughs> arena. <laughs> Poor Matthew's mom was in the back. Lash hits like his, uh, he has that kind of, you know, it's his own kind of style on the Russian leg sweep. He hits one of those. That's when Disco hits his sloppy flop splash. Yeah. But what's even better is the fact that the referee hesitates to oh, count so, because he's... Billy, what's his name? <laughs> like, this guy, I, I'll find it later. Yeah, this is the slowest count. <laughs> it's so slow because he's waiting for Vito to do his. Vito's and, kind of a big fella. And it, yeah, and give him a minute. Fuck me, senseless. <laughs> this thing is—it's just pitiful to well, see. I do love. I—I I, I remember talking to you about it. I love the finish. Oh. it's goofy, but it's—it's kind of—it's like the thing I used to make up with my action figures. I, craziest thing before that. Finish, did you notice the hard way that that Johnny the Bull takes, and he—it takes him out of the match like what, badly. What happened? Is it? I forget what happens. I think it's somewhere where Lash, like Lash, hits him with either a kick or a forearm shot, and you can tell over. Uh, over Johnny's eye, he gets he oh, gets that's right. I did see that, but I he didn't gets know where cut. It came from. Well, Lash looks like he's he doesn't like he's wearing wrestling boots. I like, he looks like he's wearing like scat, like they're really that, thick. Shows. Maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. He cuts him over the eye, and it's not like where like normal like it, where it, it brings something to the match. It takes him out of it. Like he does not like for a good like two to three minutes. He is selling the injury as well as trying to figure out what the hell happened to his eye because we get, he finally gets it together for this awesome spot that you were talking about. With the, wow. It's 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 pretty well choreographed. I was watching Lash's eyes before it happened, and he didn't really seem to give it away. Because I hate when wrestlers give away. Yeah, totally. Spots. I yeah, and it looked yeah. good. It looked all right. Lash hits the ten punches, exposing the business, exposing the business with them ten punches. Damn it! But then uh, he whips he whips Vito into the buckle. Disco goes for the last dance stunner. Doesn't happen. But what does Vito do? He's like, fuck it. I'm throwing Lash at him because yeah. I know Disco loves to get that last dance stunner in. And what happens? Unfortunately, Lash eats the... It's so weird because Disco's just waiting for somebody to come into contact just to give hey, him... That's a, that's a head. Yeah. Oh, my hey, God. This is where you go. Yeah. The chin, Lash. The chin. So he stuns his own partner. Yeah. And it does, like I said, it looks pretty good. And then it, what's what's the actual pin combination? I... Th- I, I honestly think it's something pretty benign after that. At that point, I think it's... Uh, oh, yes, I'm sorry. I, 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 uh, well, as I wrote it, um, I believe Vito hits the Corleone driver. <laughs> he deports or, him. Or whatever it's called. It's I think it's a Michinoku driver, but I oh, like to call it the yeah. Corleone. Takes him, takes him to Immigration Station. <laughs> I love Scott Hudson here, though. 
We all know how vicious that last dance stunner can be. I keep. <laughs> We've had to actually see it successfully executed on a podcast. One, one, two, three. Though exactly. the the goombas go over in this one. Yeah, well, I guess they get their comeuppance here. The, but it's, it's the aftermath. Yeah, this stuff. is so funny because I love that. I love. We need to break this down. Yeah. So Tony, Tony has a Tony Marinara has a problem opening up the briefcase, which Tony Schiavone is quick to call out. Man, everybody loves to call the botches in this match the crowd the announcers they are zeroing in on the fuck-ups because yeah shivani outs i'm like man he's having a hard time getting that briefcase open but what's in the briefcase chloroform and a body bag I was expecting it to glow slightly yellow. It's a date rape match. Is what so, how about Tony Marinara doing that Three Stooges nose oh thing? Oh, my like, God. Like, grabs his nose and just slaps it. I was like, you idiot. That's <laughs> <laughs> exposing the business. That's exposing the business. <laughs> God damn it. So they get they put Disco in the body yep. bag. They take him to the back. This now, is this my is what's awesome. Spot. This is what's I love Bobby for saying, "Hey, uh, are we staying are with we this? Following are this? we following this?" <laughs> they take him backstage and rather than just take him and throw him into the car, which that's a callback to an earlier show yep. where they uh, they had outsmarted the goons and had taken their own car and oh no, the the mobsters don't have their car anymore. Not this time. Not this time. But instead of just throwing old Glenn Gilberti, the last, uh, the the Disco Inferno, into the trunk in the body bag, let's throw his ass on the concrete. Oh, then yeah. take him out of the body bag, beat and him up a little more. Why does Johnny the Bull fall down? I <laughs> does he get a whiff of the chloroform? <laughs> yeah, like that was my impression. It was so strong. He's like, oh, this is this is a bit much. <laughs> he just kind of falls down. <laughs> it's his first murder. <laughs> he, he does know how to handle it. So they end up they end up tossing Disco into the trunk, driving off, which leaves us with a great Bobby the Heenan line, one of many lines throughout the night. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> what does he What does he say about poor Disco Inferno? He was 25. <laughs> Disco Inferno was 25, and he also <laughs> drops another line, which is, "We're all gonna be asleep here in a minute." <laughs> wow! Uh, wow! Bobby Heenan is burying his pay per view right off the bat. Uh, I'm taking a shot for Disco. The, for you, but man. you know. All that aside, it really, like, even though the crowd didn't seem into it, they gradually got into it. They did get into it gradually as it went on. There was decent action. It's not a bad opener. It's just that I I don't, I think the crowd at first was not, they just weren't ready to see these guys to start the show, which, fair enough, fair enough. We cut to, we're at the announce table. Bobby looking spiffy in his shades. What's, what's that necklace thing I don't he's wearing? Know. I, I, was that something? Did Eddie Guerrero bring this to ringside? Like, hey, hold, got it. hold on to this. Yeah, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Tony Schiavone, he, he says, there must be a winner. It's Brett versus Goldberg. Scott Hudson says, this is a quote, the two biggest names in the sport. In the sport, not in WCW. In the sport. Which is 1999. The two biggest wrestlers in the sport, I'm sorry, Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. Absolutely. Like, those are the two but biggest guys. Not according to Mr. Hudson, mind you. No. He doesn't know even, he's not even aware of the No, guy. not even close. Well, he can't, he'll get fired. That's true. Bobby pumps up Vicious versus Nash. I guess now we're selling Vicious now is truly a badass. It was funny. Is Vicious finally going to get his, like, like, like his, his stamp of approval. Because I'll say this, even though they were two horrifically bad matches, they could not have positioned him better to be the badass, the yeah. Steve Austin-esque dude. But here, we're finally going to get a powerbomb match. Boy, that's a good video. I've package. got 2,000 ways <laughs> to powerbomb Kevin Nash. 
2,000. Oh, you're some kind of tough guy. He doesn't have two moves. That's vicious. What does Vicious say about Nash? I'm going to powerbomb him. I'm going to powerbomb you through the center of the earth. Yeah. To which Nash replies, What are you, some kind of tough guy? What are you, some kind of tough guy? Even more yes. so, I'm going to powerbomb him straight to hell. The line straight out of WWE's awesome. uh, Undertaker Kane stuff. Yeah. Then we get an interesting announcement. Tony Schiavone lets us know that Scott Hall has a knee injury and thus will not compete in a very hyped ladder match with Chris Benoit for the United States Championship. That dates back, of course. Uh, Scott Hall had won the U.S. title in a ladder match like the week before. Right. The U.S. title was in a bit of a flux. but Well, what I wanted to ask you is they yeah. kind of build this as like the master of the ladder match kind of thing. Yes, and that's what... Where does Chris Benoit get the credentials? To... <laughs> I want to know. I, 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 I do want to know. Because I'm like, Scott Hall at this point has two classic ladder matches with Shawn Michaels. Right. Where does Chris Benoit get... I'm sorry, Chris Benoit's a better wrestler than Scott Hall, sure. But where does he get the right... You know, you know I was telling Chris at like, Stampede Wrestling you know, well, about Chris, this match. You know, Chris we... had a classic ladder match... Uh, two years later with Chris Jericho you know, at Royal yeah. Rumble. You know, I, I had gone to Stu and I told him, you know, this ladder match could work. And I told him we could do it. <laughs> but, okay. but, so, in classic, in typical WCW fashion, they didn't even let him have a match. They just gave him the belt. Yeah, they do. They give Chris Benoit the United States Championship. No which, tournament. No which, tournament. Yeah, there's <laughs> clearly disappointment and then uh, I love when the music hits and Tony flips through like ten pages of notes. Like, I, who, wait, the, I don't have this. I, wait, what's <laughs> going on? It's Chris Benoit's music. The I kid, like his music too. The, it, I, I do. It, I do. It's not his WWE music. No. Whoa, his foreshadowing music. You leave Our Lady Peace out of this. But the music hits. Chris Benoit with the United States Championship. Clad in dress, you know. He looks like a gentleman. He looks, he really does. Gentleman Benoit coming gentleman down to the Benoit. ring. But he looks disappointed. He really he does. He came here to kick some ass. Yeah. Well, and as he states on here, he recaps what Tony Schiavone has said. He t What Tony Schiavone revealed about the fact that there is not going to be a ladder match with him and Scott Hall. But he says, I love this line. <laughs> Sweat more in peacetime, bleed less in war. I, I don't oh. know. <laughs> He issues an open challenge because he wants to. He wants. Uh, he wants there to be a fight tonight. He wants to give the crowd what they want. He issues an open challenge for the United States Championship in a ladder match. He says, "If you want to get to the top of WCW, you're gonna have to get. You're gonna have to climb over the Crepler. So Jesus he came Christ. out and dressed nice. Yeah. Talks about how he wants people to get to. He didn't offer to cut checks for all his fans. All, all, all oh, the total, total, total package. Oh, man of the people. No. But do we know the real reason why Scott Hall isn't there? He didn't want is to this, be there. Did he, did he pull I, that contract I, crap? I, no, see, that was a no. I could not, I couldn't legitimately find it. Neither but from what, like, from, from what it seemed like from the match, at least from what I gathered, like, it, it might have been legit because that match... Remember that that U.S. title match ended up being kind of a, a cluster muck of, uh, I think it was Hall, Goldberg... Sid and um, one of those fatal four ways that yeah. they love to but do. But he wrestled time. that Thursday, the Thursday before the Thunder. They did is where he and Nash beat Goldberg 
For the tag talk. Right. And oh, I, Goldberg and Brett. Yeah, it, yeah. I don't know how much... I, I wonder how much he worked. Mm-hmm. I, that is one thing that wasn't really revealed in the ddtdigest.com version of the... <laughs> <laughs> I do got to love them, though. Thank the website's straight out of 98, dude. <laughs> it looks like this old, the old Space Jam website. <laughs> oh, God. What I, what I love is we get the precursor, because Scott Hudson just continuously calls Scott Hall, last call, Scott Hall. Like, come on, man. What's so funny is right after Benoit issues that open challenge and walks out of the ring, Medusa's music hits, and you're like, is she accepting the challenge? Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Future WWE no. Hall of Fame. To WCW's credit, they're like, all right, let's keep the show moving. No, let's, then let's keep our podcast moving. <laughs> there we go. Medusa's Uh-oh. music hits. She's not to answer the challenge. No, no, no. She is challenging Evan Courageous for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. How the hell did this happen? These people, they're together, right? Well, well, Medusa in a month. Medusa using her womanly ways gets um, uh, seduces Evan to give her a title match. Medusa Sedusa? Yeah. Oh, oh, I like it. I like it. Girl. Yeah, that's good. And it gets kind of interesting cuz during like uh, Evan Courageous's run since winning the Cruiserweight Championship from the Disco Inferno has has not exactly been on top. Mm-hmm. Keeps on like just coming up short in matches and everything and that's when she Begs him for that title match and everything, but it's kind of interesting because we see now Evan Courageous has come out with a new lady. He's coming yeah, out with Spice. Spice. Yeah, I yeah. liked her. She was on my yeah. So so now Evan is defected. He is clearly cast Medusa out, which probably not the smartest thing to do because, uh, well, she might take your title. She's well, a she might put it in the trash. You know, <laughs> that's probably not a good idea. We're but, going to the dump, big boy. So Evan Courageous comes out second. Yes, <laughs> I'm making. I made. I made a note of every time this happens. This is actually really great. Like I was really happy with this. Like I'm not kidding. I know it sounds trivial, mm-hmm. but I, I really do think this is a big deal. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. Neither does it. Jesse Ventura at WrestleMania Five. No, no, <laughs> McMahon. <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyway, but this is this is a big deal because at the same time, like. Even though, and and this is clearly WCW aping WWF doing China versus That's Jared. what I thought, too. This is 100% yeah. right out of that playbook. But Medusa's 10 times the wrestler that China is. Yeah, and, and I think, and I think, at, this is this is interesting. I don't know. It, I, I don't think of this as terribly, maybe, but there's some questionable spots in this. But like we, Evan Courageous' song. I want to point that out. Oh. That's a pretty good song. Wow, wow. <laughs> Is that Evan Courageous? <laughs> I love this opening. As he's coming down, she just splashes over the top rope. Oh, it's a great spot. She's just like, eat a dick. And just <laughs> just comes right on over. Diving on top. We get this started early on the outside. Right off the bat. I love this. Bobby reassures us. she's She is tougher than most men. <laughs> and we see this early. Why? Because... Um, Medusa, she's uh, she gets Irish whipped into the stairs. Oh yeah, yeah, it oh, is it's vicious. Good. Medusa she, takes it. Yes, like she takes this match. She go, yeah, she goes all in with this. In the ring though, once they get into it, it's Medusa standing up right to Evan. She is egging him on to hit her, and how oh, does she? Boy. She goes all the way. She <laughs> slaps the piss out of him, which. No hesitation, just clocks her. And this, all right, the MCI crowd, they get up for this. All like, you know, you, we love beating women. You know, yeah. God damn it. We love botches and beating women. God damn it. <laughs> oh, man. He pops the shit out. It's of full him. force. To where we hear Scott Hudson say, she, well, she wants to be a wrestler. Oh. Bobby, com- everybody is completely on board with this violence. Yeah. 
which we this we, we talked about the MA on this oh, show. Right. This show is rated TVMA, and I went through like WCW's catalog, and it's the only one. So weird, and it's not. There's nothing like overtly that points to it. Maybe that slap. I don't or that. It's either punch. this match or Disco in the in the, in the body. Back. It's hard to call it a slap. He punches her yep. flat out. Oh, where do we go? All right, we get a power slam by. A, he powers oh, the yes, shit great. out of Medusa. Yeah, out of the out of the corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He misses his moonsault badly. Like he mm-hmm. like overshoots it. Like he wouldn't he, hit her if she stayed still. It's like he thought it was Elegante. Like he was trying to get <laughs> and that's why he had to go that He far. takes up a lot of real estate. Oh. Medusa hits a, a missile drop kick. It's good. Then she tries to go again from the top rope, but gets thrown off hard. I mean, it's a terrible bump she takes off the top rope, but keeps on going. We get a power bomb from Evan Courageous on Medusa. Good God Almighty! When, this, when he power bombs her, yes, okay, yeah. yeah, he power bombs her first. You know, and this is that spot where you know the the I'm trying to think how you describe it, but it's supposed to end with what the the wrestler on the bottom bridging out of the pen. You know, they stand up together. Oh, yeah. oh it's a little murky. Yeah, it's, like it's the, not terrible. The, the referee, like the referee, clearly oh. stops the three count. Yeah. So Medusa can bridge up and out of it because as she bridges out of it, she turns it into a power bomb of her own. And wow. fuck me, this looks scary. Yeah, it's, it's like badly timed. We're like courageous was supposed to like maybe jump maybe a hair sooner because it seems like he jumps late and has to yeah. really overcompensate to not like break his fucking neck. It's a little. It's I like, thought he was gonna flip. Out. Like he was I, gonna get out. Like, like, like Frankenstein or, or something. Close. Like, yeah. Because it's it's very reminiscent of Kevin Nash uh, Giant. It's very close, right? To except how dangerous the, the neck is. Yeah, but it's it's okay. Like it's safe at the end of it. All right. So the badly timed, get it badly timed and everything. But you know he gets himself up and over. Medusa on the out. She rolls to the outside and fucking Evan Courageous die. He does a fucking dive on her. Like this thing is this is to the this max. Is fun. It is. This is a fun match. Yeah, I mean, because like it, there's no literally no pulling punches here. Like we have found early on in this. It's none of the stupid tropes that you see where the, I don't want it. He's just treating her like another. Do I hit her? Uh, Do you want me to give her another? You was looking at. You're someone coming. Yeah, here it comes. And it was great. You're someone coming after my title. Yeah, no, no, it's it's looked at as legit, and I believe it. Then after all this, we get spice up on the apron. We're like, okay, she's gonna distract Medusa. Wrong. No, she's not. Swerve. <laughs> she she distracts Evan with a kiss, and then like uh, you get it's the worst low blow. Oh, my. oh what, is it even a low blow? It, it, she it's, doesn't even hit him. It's a dick punch. Yeah, it's, but it's <laughs> yeah. It's the dick jab. Which leads though to an awesome German suplex. Yeah, like that's pretty fucking good. a Medusa. Brock Lesnar would be happy. Brock Lesnar, what, 15 years? 15 years Something from like now. that. Not five years from now when he's not doing it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but 15 years. Would be so proud. Yes, Medusa, a bridging German suplex. Beautiful. She gets the win and is the first ever woman to hold, am I correct? The yeah, Cruiserweight yeah, Championship. Yes. I think she's the first woman to ever hold any of these major There male... is no w, or WCW women's title. No. No. No, no so there isn't. Is, this, this is, is a pretty big deal. Yeah. It's it's and, and it's a lot and better like, than China's when she won the title. And I feel like the crowd really respects it because I do too. I, this was a good match. If, if, I had fun. You know, a couple of those spots, like we said, that bridging I up don't out like of the, the pin. Ending. You know, the ending, but 
at the same time, like the fact that they everybody went all in with it, and that was what made it. So right on to it, big. And then uh, there's uh, I, lesbian pollen is in the air. Uh, <laughs> spice and Medusa in cahoots. You I want, love you, this. You, you want to do it? I'm such a fan of this. To the. <laughs> you want to do hey, it? Hey, I would like. Hey. Remember, put it, it on the time. Put it in your mouth. Put it in your mouth. <laughs> to wow. answer the question though, of whether this was a setup all along, Bobby says. Well, you know women. <laughs> There's a lot of that on this show. Women are untrustworthy, and and you can never tell their emotions. Quickly, well, that's though. wrestling forever. What, what did like we we talked about? Was good. any other thoughts on it? I, other my decent. second favorite match of the night. Yeah. Wow. I'm, not, I'm not lying. I other had a good time. Medusa being the school superintendent of Suplex City. In 1999, Suplex. She is the Suplex City bitch, and that's not a derogatory term. To the back, to the back. It's Mean Gene. He's with, he's with, he's with Norman Smiley. Smiley, Smiley. Oh, it's well. I'm sorry. This the Scott Hudson version. I apologize. Norman Smiley, clad in his Champ Bailey Washington Redskins (laughs) jersey and uniform, he is taking on Ming, defending. Horrible idea. Oh my God. <laughs> defending the WCW Hardcore Championship, the first ever winner, still defending it strong against, by God, probably the fucking a most savage, the most dangerous yeah, man. He is the most dangerous. Savage. I mean, this the the stories you hear about Ming in, in in real life. I wouldn't want to wrestle this guy in any regard. I just want to say I, I don't remember any of Norman Smiley's matches, like per se. But he is very entertaining. Yeah. Like, I, 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 this was fun for me, too. Like, just this interview. So he has this charisma that's inexplicable to me. So you guys, roughly, do you guys remember how this, where Norman Smiley is? or sorry. Not a clue. Tell me. All right, so funniest thing is, like, the fact that he continuously, like, throughout this build-up to Starcade, he doesn't really win any matches. Through doing anything other than either somebody else beats up the other guy yep. and he pins him... Or he just flat out escapes. Like he just pulls the plug and escapes. And and if this has attracted the attention of one Fit Finley. Oh yes. I mean, if it's not bad well, enough, you have Ming. Fit. You've Ming apparently like challenge. Like, funny enough, the the Ming challenge just comes out of nowhere. There's no real build to that whatsoever. But the fact that Fit Finley's like in the in the shadows, like stalking Norman Smiley. Apparently, <laughs> the sad thing is, is this would have been a good chance to give Norman Smiley a little bit of. He's, he needs to have it other than being creepy because you let him get one or two moments of offense on Ming and then you're, you're showing something. But it does it's it's constant. Uh, we get everything except the the cups and the bread from last time. Yeah. This this promo is funny because in leading to like... The I, ending? I, the, the promo. The promo that Norman cuts here with Mean Gene That's in the a, back yeah. is so good. Yeah. <laughs> They ask him, Norman, are you afraid of Ming? I am a coiled spring ready to explode. And then he immediately screams because the producer was nearby. Counting down and down. down. <laughs> and we all know from watching Castone Cold said so. Yeah, that's not you a can quit counting me down. That <laughs> <laughs> man has a family. Like, falling into the Bud Light inflatable chair or whatever oh. happens. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. 
But WWE should have grabbed Smiley. Uh, well, for uh, a we talked. So we talked about last match clearly aping China versus yep. Jared. This is a hundred percent taken from Crash Holly mm-hmm. being I'm, the. I'm trying to remember though. When did the twenty four seven rule really well, kick in? The twenty four seven may not, but like the fact that you've got like this this mm-hmm. small guy who thinks he's a big guy. They do it differently because Norman, because. <laughs> He's just the reluctant hardcore champion. He's so reluctantly the hardcore. I can get. <laughs> it's so funny because now we see Damian Sandow doing this every week, coming out like for a time came out as something different, and the fact that Norman does it and it's so strategic with everywhere he's at. But well, it's funny that the guys that do what Norman does then that they do now, they're basically almost mid carters on the way to the main event. Yes. And Norman was always a lower tiered guy, but if he had done that shtick today. He he could be on his way to like intercontinental title. He could he held charisma. He had a really great had it. A decent wrestler. Yeah, more than decent wrestler. Anyway, we get the stereotypical like Asian Polynesian music that summons Ming (laughs) to the ring. Champion coming out second. Champion does come out second. (laughs) Uh, But Norman Smiley has this incident with Mean Gene Okerlund where where Gene goes, "Oh, I think you just soiled yourself." Or or, or Uh, right at the end, like. Did I? <laughs> and then it cuts to Bobby Heenan with, how could he not know? Because <laughs> Bobby Heenan has many times soiled it. I think I just did a Tony Atlas laugh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so champion out second, which is great. People love him as he comes out. He's in the Redskins gear, but still, once again, huge pop. He's pushing a cart with this massive it's surge funny. cooler. It's just funny. It's like, where did he find that? What's awesome is in the ring, Ming is bashing himself with a oh, trash he's can. He's fighting himself. <laughs> and then throws it as hard as he can at Norman. I would legitimately scream as well. Yeah, and it's dangerous. Fuck me, he hits him with it. Like, yeah. he is dead on accurate. Dead on balls, dead on balls accurate. accurate. <laughs> There's like six switches. There it is. He's the Peyton Manning of throwing trash cans at black guys. Ming shoves the card into Norman. This thing is, of course, starting on the outside. You wouldn't think this would have one second of action in the ring. I don't think they ring. ever meet in the inside. Nope, they no. never do. <laughs> I love Bobby's line. Norman, hit the turnpike. <laughs> it's all over the outside. Norman hits Ming with anything he can. Ming refuses to sell a goddamn thing, which maybe it doesn't even hurt him, so we, it's hard for Ming to sell any of this. <laughs> You're, you're looking at me. What is it? What well, is it? Two things. One, it's weird when Norman screams in, in his actual matches. Right. Because it's like he almost forgets. Because he screams <laughs> in, in inopportune times. <laughs> right. Uh, and the other thing, Meng throws a cinder block. Oh, my God. Yeah. When we get to the... Oh, my God. And that's, this isn't like curb stomp. No. It, 2014. I had to rewind it. This because is a real deal. <laughs> that looks scary because I actually looked at where Norman's head was as to where the cinder block lands. It's it's the same spot, and and it doesn't break apart. It never, not breaks. one bit. Oh my fucking! We God. wouldn't be screaming. When they That's get why to, it's TVMA. We almost witnessed a real murder. One thing I love about these types of matches is when you have a set backstage and it has to get wrecked to oh. shit. Oh, Norman, uh, b- before Finley and and well, Nob, the Shield 2.0. Yeah, or, I'm sorry. <laughs> before Shield. Finley and Nob show up, Norman Smiley does this great dive <laughs> into catering where he just 
sees catering from a distance and just runs into it and, <laughs> and just whoa, whoa, whoa. Because he's in these football pads. It's so funny watching him dive into that curtain. Yeah. I love the privacy curtain around their camera. I, I know. Like, yeah. What is that? It's, Who are they hiding from? It's, like <laughs> other wrestlers? Don't let them see you eat. No. I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> it's Vader. Vader's watching. <laughs> so I had three Reese's. What do you want? <laughs> That's an old inside joke between me and Will. Sorry. <laughs> about time. I know, but that one is one of my favorites. Oh, that's fucking gold. Catering is annihilated. It is destroyed, and that's when you know, if it wasn't bad enough that just that that Ming is just annihilating poor Norman, we get Shield Prime that shows up. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's zero point one. And I like that because none of us could tell it's Brian Nobbs, like Tony Schiavone or whoever telling us that Brian Nobbs has a new haircut. Because he doesn't have any other distinguishing looks at all. But he's not alone. He is apparently like partnered with Fit Finley. He is the Bull Buchanan to his oh, big boss man. Oh. But that could have been something. Fit Finley behaving badly. That would have been a great skit. That's awful. So, the lead pipe. Let's look, oh, look at all this shit. They, they hit him with everything, and Ming will not sell a chair. I think it's oh, a he's chair. to sell the lead pipe. They throw hot coffee at him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hot fucking they, coffee. They, him. they did. They ordered him, and he doesn't does not sell any of it. But finally, and I mean that pipe shot I is fucking it. legit. Like it is a legit pipe. How can shot. you bend a lead pipe? I will. No. Well, it's like, no, 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 I can't. I can't do it. No, it, Will is not Will. That Will is It's you. because they drop it, and it makes the sound a pipe would make. And I'm like, what the fuck? Did they really hit him with a lead pipe? Sure enough, Ming is Ming is finally taken out by... I, what's so funny is that there's been no interaction, really, with these guys with Ming. You'd think they just want to destroy Norman, but no... It's like, like it, it's like they're trying to be strategic, and it's like, well, let's keep the belt on Norman so we can just beat the oh. shit and take the title off him. I, what I love though is the fact that Norman, the way he covers Ming, is just lightly, yeah. <laughs> lightly puts his finger on this on the. It's so funny. And and I, what I love is as soon as that three count hits, he gets the fuck out of Dodge. Is, is he's he on the turnpike. He didn't have plane to Tacoma. I kept thinking that when Ming was getting the shit beat out of him by everything, I just coming back to Hot Shots Part Two. Where they're tormenting the guy, and they go, "You can take a lot of pain. I've been married twice." twice. <laughs> Oi! But it's, can we give an, uh, a mention for Nick Patrick for making the stupidest faces when he's in trouble? Yeah, like he gets the tongue and death grip, and he's like, "This is his face." <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because Ming. Does not sell for very Main long. Main kind of Disco Inferno, Lash LaRue's uh, Nick Patrick. This won me the hardcore title. <laughs> I'm awake now. You're dead. Nick Patrick eats the tongue in this, death grip. I just want to say this was a terrible match, but my God, it was entertaining. Absolutely. It was so much fun, but it sucked. <laughs> it's it's really interesting. But anyway, go on. And still in the back. We stay in the back. We don't cut anywhere else. He's drizzling. In the back, a delivery man. Oh. <laughs> a delivery man knocks on David Flair's door. David Flair is, of course, wow. of course, at this point, he is just fucking crazy. That's all we, that's, that's, whatever. He's fucking crazy. He opens the door and just. What like, does he say? I, he I said, ah! yeah. give it to me. 
Opens up the present. What do we find? Amazon Prime. It's literally Amazon Prime. The first delivery they ever made. Oh my god. Yeah, it is a, it's beautiful too. A golden crowbar. It's like if they ever made a Home Alone three, this is what the crowbars would have looked like. <laughs> well, they, they did. Well, no, 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 no. That, no, they didn't. <laughs> Take it back. It's already out there. It's <laughs> no. I saw it in the theater. Of course, this is timely because tonight we're getting a crowbar on a pole match. Russo's getting to it early, folks. It's a crowbar on a pole match. I won't talk about it yet, but yeah, <laughs> Between that, that's coming. David Flair and Diamond Dallas Page. Why he needs a golden one to go along with the one that I... The golden no, wait, 64 I, controller. Yeah. I used to bring that to, like, no mercy parties. Like, oh, God, oh. He, he means business. <laughs> <laughs> guys, his controller is gold. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Did you guys catch Bobby, what he says after... The no, I, I don't have it. What does he say? <laughs> no tip? <laughs> So good. <laughs> We're still in the back, though. We're getting Oklahoma and Dr. Oh, Death scheming God. about their match tonight. Oh, yeah. We love Oklahoma segments. Oklahoma, though, leaves Shout the dressing room. Shout! Shout! <laughs> Oklahoma leaves the dressing room. Quickly, quickly is captured by the... He's captured off camera. Yeah, and the only person that can't hear him is Dr. Destiny. It's <laughs> just the same shark cage that they put Medusa in a while ago. They just cart this around every... Oh, this is the one they put Tori in. the one they put Liz in. Yeah. This is the standard. It's on site. So, nevertheless, the Misfits have captured Oklahoma. Now, why is this important? Because coming up, what do we have? <laughs> we have Dr. Death against <laughs> Vampiro. And... The, the whole stip is if, if Vampiro wins, he gets five minutes alone. Now, now this isn't the next match, but they're already talking. Right, right. About it. right. Yeah. He well, gets they're, five they're minutes alone with Oklahoma, which cannot sound better in all our minds. So it is 13 matches. Yeah. <laughs> you, you were right. I never thought. It's impromptu. <laughs> well, I have a new worst match for you. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, Jesus uh, I've been Up to this point, this has been a good show. Well, it doesn't get well. It doesn't hold that for very long here. Jim Duggan and and some mystery partners are going to be taking on the likes of the Revolution. We get a video package. Now, I just want to say, you know, I hate Jim Duggan. Do you? I hate hacksaw Jim Duggan. I loved him as a kid, but this incarnation of Duggan. Is way worse than anything that they did in WWF. I hate overly patriotic characters. Uh, I can't stand them. But this thing with him in the, like the Michael Myers jumpsuit. I wish he was. Never, he never bathed. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't, never it be, bathed. wouldn't it be great if Jim Duggan was being a janitor in the back and he'd try and finish math problems, but he'd finish them wrong? Just bad. Bad Every every answer ends in. The answer is, oh, just be I just, I just, this idiot who can't keep, like get his mouth oh, straight my. is the guy representing America. Well, yeah. So, all right. So, how do we get to this point? Well, the revolution after they they disregarded now the the filthy animals who are no more. The revolution now decides to take a very anti-American stance. They're their own sovereign. So what country is it that somehow? they stand for? Are, are, did they, they just. Basically, like, what, do what Texas has always wanted know, to do for like the last hundred years. You know what's funny? They're the Tea Party. You know that's what's really funny. They're their own kind of asshole. They're the Tea Party in riot gear. Yeah. It's <laughs> so funny. For one promo for one, one promo. Yeah, 
they come out so like they denounce they they denounce America, and of course like it all kind of builds weird from Shane Douglas cutting one of his awesome like terrible Screams. promos, uh, talking about how promo. American fans are cheering a Canadian as the WCW World Heavyweight Champion. All right, I'm sorry, I cheer the best wrestler, not because he's from the same country that I'm from. <laughs> Well, sir, hey, he's from Shane Douglas would not be a fan of you, sir. <laughs> oh, okay. And the revolution will not be a fan of you, I That's guess. Fine. I'm not a fan of Shane well, Douglas. <laughs> we'll get to, they call him they call Americans fat. I am a fan of Dean Douglas. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh hello. I said goddamn. Oh. So never, anyway. Nevertheless, so Jim Duggan finally takes, you know, he takes uh, takes a bit of uh, I don't know, he's a little bit upset with the fact that the revolution has taken down America with their their rants. He decides that he's going to stand up to America. And if, uh, he, one of the best, best moments on Nitro is he comes out and the revolution just, of course, they beat the shit out of him. And they do the Iwo Jima over his body with the flag. Oh, no. It's so Van Halen yeah. cover the yeah. thing that they did? <laughs> uh, uh, I, a, seminal, a seminal moment in U.S. history? Van Halen. Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> when Van Halen took Emo Jima. Was that, was that that they stuffed his onesie with fast food? It is. I think it's... Or no, no, no. I think it's like a next one. Like, th- throughout this whole thing, Jim Duggan just gets the shit beat out of him the Good. entire time. Yeah. But... Good. But... but here he is tonight. He's in the back with Mike Tanay. Oh my god, this interview is great. Mike shouting, Tanay, shouting, shouting. Mike Tanay like is asking him a question, and, Tanay, and, and, and Duggan just, well, that's right, Mike Tanay. And Tanay just kind of closes his eyes and just looks defeated. <laughs> Tanay was still talking yeah. when Duggan starts, and Tanay just, well, he came from that Hogan promo school of yelling is better. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, I, I just, I can't stand Duggan. But anyway, but we got a stipulation here. If Oh, this stipulation's awesome. If For the, both sides. If Jim Duggan wins, if Hacksaw Jim Duggan wins, the Revolution have to basically be janitors for 30 days. Oh. Whereas if the Revolution wins, Hacksaw just has to swear off America. He has to denounce the United States of America. And it's like a fair trade. As someone who can't stand Jim Duggan... I want the revolution <laughs> because Jim Duggan has never grown as a character ever. One of the things that's so bad was for the first night they denounced America, Jim Duggan comes out and he clearly has a foam two by four because it bends when he hits him. <laughs> that's, that's, that's new. That kind of wraps around two by four. Like one of those old slap. <laughs> yeah, slap <laughs> bracelets. Or something, yeah. That's just how strong Shane Douglas's arm cast is. This but week. the big question now is who's his partner? Who are his partners going to be? All right, so couldn't have guessed this. Is Harlem Heath? <laughs> Where, where's the... <laughs> Great Bobby line. What does he say? Where's he going to get three other janitors to help him? <laughs> well, I was thinking, because when he said that, I was like, we can get Duke the Duster Drozzy. Oh, my God. Yeah. You get all the odd job people. You can get all the odd Rose. job people. Dusty, Dusty Rose, Rose son of a plumber. And you could probably get Repo Man. <laughs> of course you can. Barry Darso. Just, <laughs> 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 Fuck me. Oh, um. Duggan again blabbers on the microphone while uh, we've got Shane Douglas on commentary. Thank I love God. That too. Do, do I get a mic tonight? He's on commentary while Douglas is, or sorry, while Duggan is doing an interview in the ring. Yeah. Doing a promo. So he's talking over Duggan's <laughs> promo. But that's where we finally get the reveal. Who are Jim Duggan's partners? The Varsity Club. <laughs> Which is like, first of all, this is back before wrestling fans kind of knew the past. 
You can tell that the MCI Center doesn't know who the Varsity Club is. Uh, Not well, a clue. Who's this old man in a sweatshirt? And no Why the fuck is he with them? I think more people thought like they clued in on IRS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's, the, it's IRS and, and Rick Steiner. and the dog face grandma who, who still Rick Steiner still looks like a disheveled Bruce Springsteen with that yeah, that, that headband, <laughs> that, that bandana he's got on. But Mike Rotundo looks uh, he looks like he's in good shape. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin Sullivan, Rotundo or Rotunda. All right, we, we looked this up, it, it, but I forgot. Is it, oh, no. <laughs> damn it. That's the idea. I know. <laughs> he confuses you. I think it's Rotundo. His real name is Rotundo, but I think they go by Rotunda for the trademark. Rotunda. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, I paid my taxes. Love it. <laughs> Uh, let's just I got Bray Wyatt on speed dial we'll call, hey what's your oh name? he's been paying his taxes <laughs> yeah. you're paying your taxes Undertaker <laughs> there's a chill in the air the odds of right, right, walking right. to the mirror and the it. mirror was talking back to me <laughs> look how creepy my sorry I'm just trying to get, I'm just trying day. to get Will to laugh sorry. Kevin fucking Douglas <laughs> wears no knee pads he looks like he's just in his underwear it's Kevin so Douglas? Kevin Sullivan whatever <laughs> fuck him <laughs> He's as useless as Shane. Yep, having another. Having another. Yep, there it is. So you think like, all right, great. Because I I love the fact that Shane Douglas is also worried about this. Like, these guys. He's really worried. He's worried about this at first. But Jim Duggan, uh, there's not much to say about this match. The fact that Jim Duggan decides he is not going to tag in these guys who are here to help him at all at this match. Both of them better wrestlers. Yes. (laughs) Both of them. Yes. Any one of them. Even even, even Sullivan. Sullivan. I'm sorry. Younger, even yeah. with the shit on his forehead era of Kevin <laughs> Sullivan. Oh. Yes, would be <laughs> the, during the Rita Repulsa era of the during Dunn the uh, Nancy's my wife, not yours, Chris Ooh, era. I'm gonna of, book you bad. <laughs> <laughs> but still, like Jim Duggan decides re- refuses to tag in his his guys. The hot tag is just like, no, we're getting in now. <laughs> Everybody descends on the ring. All right, you think Duggan's getting the upper hand. And then all of a sudden, I love it. Rick Steiner picks up. He picks. Oh, wait, wait. Let me back up first. Asia gets put in a tree of wool yeah, to no, where Kevin Sullivan does a running knee right into her crotch. Yeah. <laughs> right to the ovaries. My God. Not long after that, though, Duggan is, hel- <laughs> Duggan is helped up by Rick Steiner to where Mike Rotundo just unleashes a vicious lariat. A swerve. That was his old move in WWE. It was. That, yeah. well, the, it was a running... The write-off. Uh, yeah. what he called it. Write-off. <laughs> you don't even know what a write-off is. <laughs> Seinfeld. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just write it off. Oh, Jesus. I, I, I skipped so far ahead with that. It's too funny because I didn't even, we haven't even mentioned Saturn and Dean Malenko, but it doesn't matter. Or, because or my, my favorite thing. line. Shane Douglas, they're like, what are you going to do if, if Hacksaw wins? Shane Douglas says, I don't scrub toilets for a living. Yet. But that <laughs> just, just cracks me up. He's just, there's, there's no hope. And then suddenly the, the melee as you go. It's no. so crazy. And then Douglas decides, you know what? I want to be in this match. Yeah, and the ref goes, "Okay, he's the ultimate opportunist before Edge." <laughs> but he's not really getting any. He's not getting an opportunity. Sorry, he's no- an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it leads to the pinfall. This I mean, a, this is a terrible match. <laughs> <laughs> this is, we've actually this is talked longer than the match. The, the revolution. Sorry, yeah, that's true. Revolution pins Jim Duggan. Jim Duggan has a swear does, off America. Does Revolution's song, like the beginning of it, sound like? 
Van Halen's Everybody it, Wants. It, it really does. Yeah, you would think though if they're going to start doing this anti-America crap, that there'd be something slightly militaristic about their new intro. Yeah, no. you, right. But there yeah, is, if they embraced it, there there isn't not <laughs> one bit. But it's and, so temporary. But whose <laughs> whose side is the varsity club? That's on? what's so like in a, in a weird way though. This is probably the most realistic turn on somebody. It's like you don't want to tag us in. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> We talk about Shane Douglas getting all political on Bill Clinton. Yeah. Oh, oh that's good. your leader. Oh, Bill Clinton. Yeah. Yeah, he got it under the desk. You know, and, I mean, I mean he's like, yeah, what a proud nation. I'm like, oh, shut up. I, I can't wait till next show when we talk about what how Jim Duggan denounces America. Oh. I, I cannot. I Just like you Does said. that happen? Well, yeah. well that's the stipulation. On Nitro, he has to come out. So I have not. four more hours to enjoy America. This that's what they say. Before we fire you out of the rocket. Wow. So funny. I can't wait. Anyway, this match sucks. It's the worst match of the night. To the back, then. Mean Gene. He's with the Misfits. Uh And they have Oklahoma locked in a cage. There's no escape. There's no real promo. We just get to see. What is that? Because you're right. It's not a promo. (laughs) It's just... Yeah, there he is. <laughs> what? <laughs> you want another? You look like Jerry. Like they're, they're, they're all Jerry only. <laughs> it's Jerry only. Jerry kind of. Jerry sort of. Jerry solo cup. <laughs> Vampiro makes his way to the ring. It's time. really feel like the... I, Man, I, he's one of these guys, at this point in the podcast, man, I'm pulling for him to go I want somewhere. Vampiro to get a better... I know he fights Sting eventually. It's oh, coming. Because I, I remember following that. Yeah. Even though I wasn't following WCW. Right. But anyway. The cage is brought out. Oklahoma. I love it. He's, he's got his own microphone. Oh, so God love it. We get to hear him. Fuck. Begging, <laughs> begging for help. Here comes Dr. Death. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately into action. <laughs> so they start calling Oklahoma okie dokie. At the commentating table, and it reminds me, and I don't know if this will go over your head, but of Beverly Hills Cop 3, that was the name of the main mascot that Eddie Murphy disguises himself as. Okie dokie. It's okie dokie. Yeah. And I'm just, they're making fun of Oklahoma like, already, and it's, it's, a, it's an awful character. Terrible. Yeah. Fucking terrible. So, this match, uh, oh well. I, Vampiro does a great dive off the top of the cage. He does. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. A, yeah most solid. this most of this match is honestly just Oklahoma call once again doing Chop! Just doing a bunch of Jim Ross like stereotypes. And, and then all the while like the I love the Misfits will occasionally come by and shake the cage. Shake it, don't break it, baby. <laughs> yeah. So they, so he's like chop chop and then eventually he goes. Dr. Death, you got to do another move. I, I, I'm getting tired of saying chop. Yeah, and Tony, Tony Schiavone goes, yeah, we're getting tired of hearing it. <laughs> what, what's weird is they have all these the potential fodder around for Dr. Death to just murder and look like a, a man beast. Right. And not have to hurt Vampiro. And it doesn't really happen. It's weak. Well, so what's funny is it's such a weird, like, it... This is one of these feuds as well where Dr. Death just murders everybody up until this point. Like, he is just so stiff. It's funny as he's stiff, but his punches and kicks look like shit. But right, I love he, wrestlers like that. Yeah, I, I just, whatever. It's he, a whole class on their own. So he ends up uh, he ends up getting a little too aggressive with Little Nate. Suplexes him, to which the bell is called. And I love Oklahoma like, wait, what? Huh? <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because he's all pissed off because, of course, the Misfits have been 
you know, causing a bunch of havoc this right. entire match. Why aren't? Why isn't there a DQ on Vampiro? Because nobody likes you. That's why nobody likes you at all. And nevertheless, and it's, it's this is what's great is the the announcement comes because of this qualification. Vampiro wins, so that means the stipulation is engaged. But it's not. At least not right away. Kind of held off, and then. Doug Dillinger and his... Oh, lumber into action. Here we go. <laughs> well, they, they beat the fucking first Dr. Death yeah. beats the fuck out of Vampiro. Right, And right. then the clock starts. There's a top rope suplex at one point. Mm-hmm. There is? That, that, that's pretty excellently, <laughs> excellently executed. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather Sorry. blow my brains out and see this match. <laughs> oh, it's bad. And so they let him out, and we have an impromptu uh, sixth match here. So and it's it's funny because I you gotta love you gotta love Oklahoma trying to get as much heat as possible. Like as soon as Vampiro's down, he is saying, "Let me out! Let me out! Let me at him! I can take him!" Yeah. <laughs> and what's hilarious is uh, he does uh, yeah. for a while here. My Oklahoma God. fucking dominates this. It's like I'm on the co. He, he does the Garvin stomp, where he's kind of stopping every appendage of uh, Vampiro. This thing is such a mess. I mean, my and he a, does a DDT. He does a D. Like what? Why do we have to make him look strong? That's what I don't is he understand. Going for, the, for the defunct TV. Is he title? is he coming after Medusa's cruiserweight title? <laughs> doesn't make sense. Why not? At this point, this doesn't make sense. The fact that Vampiro has a cell to this guy. Not even sell, but once the misfits get involved. It takes Vampiro and what four other guys to finally put away Oklahoma. Yeah. Finally, thank God when he hits him with his nail in the coffin. Another Hoovy driver, I guess. It's I don't. Hoovy driver. Yeah. Mishinoku driver. Yeah. Another one of these, and finally, well, I guess it's so sad because I, I want to say he gets his, like he gets the comeuppance, but at the same time, he looks no. so strong. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who would have thought Oklahoma was such a tough one to handle? Ed Ferrari. Clean down. One thing I do like, as much as I hate Oklahoma, is I do like the concept of a heel wrestler giving you live play-by-play that you can hear while they kick someone's ass. Absolutely. Because I that that when The Rock would get the headset, talk a little shit. Oh, that was funny as hell. Um, So I still like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to come over here and I'm going to elbow him. And he elbowed him. I love that shit. So we can mutually agree, just another awful, terrible. Awful anything, virus. anything having to do with Oklahoma? How much longer do we have of this dick? I don't know, and I don't look ahead too much because I want to. I don't either. I, I kind of take it as I go. Right. Uh, which I really shouldn't. <laughs> to the back, the powers that be, with Kurt Henning. It's a stern talking to. With Kurt Henning, uh, quote unquote Shane, because that is now what. This is what. That's all Vincent is. That's all Virgil is. <laughs> His, all of his characters are to piss off people that you know that, from rival promotions. Mm. Terrible. Yeah, he I, is, never, I don't remember that. Well, he wants to be Shane because he still wants to like hold on to that West Texas Rednecks thing, and he talks about the movie Shane, so he tries to fill in a backstory about it. It's awful, <laughs> awful. Hey, you want to buy my autograph? While so, you're but my favorite part of of this era, of this part of the segment with Powers of B, is the fact that Laparka is in the background, standing on a chair, like so awesome. Oh, yeah. It's like, what is he gonna do? Another guy like Norman Smiley, ridiculously over. How did he get over? Yeah, he used to do this little cool. leg wiggle thing. I <laughs> love no, I love LaBarca. Lo- yeah. Oh no, but I mean, he's just standing there, just kind of taking it all in. Yeah, LaParka, <laughs> if you're listening, and we know you are, tweet us. So, <laughs> Russo is—he seems a little distracted, a little distracted because upcoming we've got the powers or um, it's creative control, <laughs> Gerald and Patrick, Patrick teaming with Kurt Henning to take on the Harlem Heat and, and Midnight. But it seems though that. 
the power that the powers that be. I say powers. It's really just one power that be. Mm-hmm. That, but that doesn't make sense when I say yeah, that. Ed Ferrara is but, not playing. Fuck. Yeah. But Vince Russo seems a little distracted. Like there's something else going on behind the scenes that's going to affect Starcade. What Warner. is it? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're out there. Mike Tenay. He is. He is with Harlem Heat. It's a little bit of tension within the Heat once again. It's only been a year, but we got tension again within this tag team. Black they does ju- crack. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Holy my shit. god. Oh my god. Uh, Stacy, you better uh, take that out. <laughs> we are in DC, but by God, folks. <laughs> Mary and Barry with the run in. <laughs> this is weird. It's weird to see Harlem Heat fighting, like arguing with each other. Yeah, especially over a woman. Doesn't really. But it's not like over a woman. Kind of, though, because. Stevie Ray is jealous of the fact that Booker T clearly has, you know, has a rapport with Midnight because Midnight and loves the to fans. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie Ray Nightheart is not happy. <laughs> so fucking funny. Booker T Hitman says there is nothing to this friction between the between the group. Stevie Ray Nightheart disagrees emphatically. <laughs> says Midnight is a cause for the problems within the group, and then promptly leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. He bails. He, Fuck you. I'm not going to be in this match. Yeah. And quite frankly, like, and quite frankly, the crowd is not going to be in this match either. <laughs> it's really Nobody. sad. You keep waiting for a good Booker T match on one of these shows. And they're coming. Yeah. They, they are, are coming. Because at this point as well, we've seen now Booker in three shows, and he's now, well, this is his third this show. This is the third one. And man, the guy the guys puts out more effort than most of these guys will do, and... It's just a shame that this match, I mean, again, there's not much to say about it. Like, you, you, Kurt Henning, even though it's it's bittersweet to see him back, because, of course, that retirement lasted less than 24 hours. <laughs> uh, we can talk about Nick Patrick and how he misses the tag, and he's oh, clearly looking at it. Yep. He goes, nope, nope, that doesn't Listen, his brain was still recovering from the lack of oxygen from the Tongan Greth grip. 45 minutes ago. That's true. Yeah, that, that, that is weird continuity that he would come back. But uh, like, like, Booker T does some great work in this match. Like yeah. His axe kick looks great. Looks his, really good. His yeah. Harlem sidekick is pretty snug. Yeah. Uh, other than that, though, it's it's pretty bad. Jesus. Henning chops the shit out of Midnight at one yeah. point. It is pretty my, funny. Jesus. War on women continues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. WCW and women is not a good man. They but, have the Domestic Violence Appreciation Month. The one thing that gets over the foe is the fact that Booker T somehow is fighting off these three guys. The best that they can, but eventually it does get to be too much. Total and long. his hot tag is going to be kind of a lukewarm tag to Midnight. But that's okay, because guess who's appearing? He decides to come out. Out for whatever reason, it's Stevie Ray Neidhart. He's back. <laughs> Booker's not having it. Booker and Booker's having nothing. Nope. No, I don't, we don't need you. Fuck you, pal. Yeah, you're, you're low card. <laughs> <laughs> and your 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 pedigrees for shit, man. <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> but um, trying to see where what's the, ends up being the finish. I think. I think, um, oh, yeah, he just hits him with an object. Kurt Henning just hits him, I think, with brass knucks. Brass knucks. Hides it. Camera sees it. Rep doesn't see it. Yeah. One, two, three. It's just shit, man. Creative control and um, Kurt Henning win. The Harlem Heat breakup has officially happened. <laughs> there we go, Again. folks. Again. Jesus. Moving on, this video package is oh, wonderful. <laughs> this thing is so much fun. <laughs> we get the recap of not only... 
Dustin Rhodes slash seven slash oh. Dustin Rhodes. Is that what they called him? Seven. Seven. Yeah. What did the seven mean? The seven, song. I don't know. Seven deadly <laughs> sins. I, were they trying to go? Because he tried to. Seven try, deadly sins. They tried to make him that. look like. They tried to make him look like Hellraiser. Pinhead. Yeah. Yeah. He without like the pins. Pinhead. Yeah. He looked like Hellraiser. You couldn't do the, that. Uh, the he couldn't take a. Taker. He couldn't take a pile driver with the pins. But it's, it ultimately shows like uh, not only like we see this this quick this quick this you all right? It's just that image of being stupid enough to put pins in a guy. Why did he die in the ring? <laughs> Don't tombstone him. No. no, it's my move. I wouldn't recommend it. Swag, swagger. I don't know what else. Swagger. I'm Fucking. You, if, if that Bray Wyatt kisses me, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna lay into his ass. <laughs> I'm gonna tell his daddy. Rotunda, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Sorry. All right. All right. All right. We, but not only do we get the recap of the evolution, devolution of Dustin Rose as a character, we get his feud with Mayhem Jeff Jarrett. Man, he's becoming my Man, hero. I fucking <laughs> love Jeff Jarrett in this he's podcast. He's got a line in this in this video package. What is it? What me. is it? Didn't his old fat daddy <laughs> invent the damn thing? <laughs> well, in regards to the bunkhouse, because that's the that's going to be our blow off here. We have a couple of these blow off matches here in this on this card. This is. One of the big ones. And it's because Dustin Rhodes cost Jeff Jarrett the chance to uh, to fight in the finals for the world title at the last pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And throughout this entire kind of month has found a way to stick it to Jeff Jarrett. And it's awesome. It's so it's fucking funny. good. Because I would love nothing better than to see a bunkhouse brawl between... Dustin Rhodes and Jeff Jarrett. At least at this point. Because Dustin Rhodes has nothing to lose. Because... After coming off his gold dust thing, nothing seemed to work. And nothing's this gonna, nothing's gonna compare. No, nope. no. So Dustin Rose talks with Mike Tanay, says Jeff Jarrett is going to get the he's going to bite the dust. <laughs> and then what I love is the second he says Jarrett's gonna bite the dust, mayhem Jeff Jarrett shows up. Oh, he waffles and just <laughs> And that's fantastic. Fucking just beats the shit out of him and backstage. He's wearing tassels. Yeah, he's, he's, wearing, uh, he's wait, his, his chaps or whatever. Yeah, or I chaps? thought he was wearing Jinkos at first because he. I was like, man, Jeff Jarrett went full nineteen ninety nine skater. I don't know when he manages to lose them because at one point they're not on him anymore. But yeah, Jeff Jarrett just God, he's. I, I love it. Tony Schiavone ends up. I love it. He quotes Nirvana. He says, "It's backstage brawl. Come as you are." And, <laughs> So weird, just because, just because they um, I, early on, like, because they come out of backstage here, they put it the wheelbarrow, how that comes into. It's so funny seeing a man in a wheelbarrow getting pushed. I don't know why. There's just that's something. great when he slams Jared onto the wheelbarrow. Oh my god! Oh, it's, it's a, a brutal looking spot. Yes, yes. Uh, we they brawl towards the ring, which is a first in WCW. We get a brawl towards the ring rather than out of the ring towards the back. It's great. Um, where we get here, the slam on the wheelbarrow comment. I, I love that the, the commentary does a great job of building both these guys as being second generation because it's, it is important. Like, you know, these guys are both very important second generation wrestlers coming from different eras and everything. So it's, it's great. Dustin, Dustin gets the cowbell. Love it. He's using the cowbell. They, they throw, a, they, uh, luckily don't destroy the announce table enough to where Byron Saxon has to come out, but <laughs> <laughs> nevertheless, it comes into play. Um, there's a great sign that says horseman is gay. 
I saw that. It's very uh, grammatically incorrect. Terribly incorrect. Oh, <laughs> Horseman is gay. Horseman is gay. What? A big fan Apparently of the show. There's a wrestler named Horseman. Yeah, Barry Horseman. Dustin beats him with the cowbell. We get powder in the eyes. How about the kendo stick mm. spot? Where the kendo stick fucking flies it into did. the crowd. Yeah. Oh, he man, hits him so fucking hard with I it. actually screamed when I was watching it last night. I was like, oh! Like, oh my. That's a lawsuit. How about. I love that Dustin Rhodes takes the duct tape. Duct tapes the ref. Bill. What is his yeah. name? Is it. Billy Robin? Is, oh, no, it's I'll not. find it's, it. I wrote it somewhere. Uh, There's that John Hoon guy that comes out a little bit. He duct tapes the ref. Not only duct tapes him, but then duct tapes his mouth shut. Good. While he does a... Dustin, please! Breaks out of Shattered Dreams. Why not? Because not often does he hit it. It nope. seems Don't like... not hit it anymore. No, 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 no. Shattered Dreams on Jeff Jarrett. But the problem is you've you've duct taped the ref, so can't can't really count the... Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Unduct tapes him. And expects him to count. Well, we gotta run in here, don't we? Well, they, they they battle back up the ramp. They decide to leave the ring and go back up the ramp. This whole thing is just all over the place, but they're going up the ramp now. They got <laughs> the guitar. It's wait, 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 wait. Before the guitar. So Dustin climbs part of the stage. He climbs it. Like he climbs two rungs of the actual set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to give a kick. <laughs> oh. It's sad. It's like, what's he gonna do? And <laughs> but yeah, so then the guitar shows up for the, for the, the latter spot. So the guitar shows up as well as Kurt Henning, who decides, hey, he's not done yet tonight. He wants to play a little mayhem himself. No. Kurt Henning comes out, so now the bunkhouse brawls are is a handicap match, it seems like at this point. Dustin Rhodes fighting off everybody. Uh, but nevertheless, as he's distracted by Kurt Henning, Jeff Jarrett climbs a ladder. Which you know will come into play for our match later with Chris Benoit and the mystery opponent he climbs a ladder with the guitar and comes off the top rope and just clobbers the shit out of Dustin Rhodes. Thank God that he finishes with a guitar shot. That's the finish. One, two, three. Jarrett wins. You know, I there wasn't a lot to say in terms of specific things in this, but it was pretty fun to watch. It's fun to yeah. watch, like Norman Smiley. Fun to watch. Utterly terrible, but. At least I had a good time. It was right? a blow off. It was the end. Right. Jeff right. Jarrett at this point is really getting fu- you know fun to watch. He's, he's he's very magnetic in his performance. Quickly, it we go immediately to the back. We get a quick cut. Mm. David Flair's got a crowbar and he's using it on a stuffed bear. Hello, yeah. darkness, my old friend. <laughs> This is 99. He's uh, listening to this new band called System of a Down and disturbed in his back. Oh, is, my God. Sorry. It's, That's it, fucking it's awesome. It's just weird. At first, I thought he was shoving the crowbar into the bear so he could cleverly disguise it, take it at ringside for the crowbar snuck into the crowbar match. <laughs> we we get a video recap now of DDP and David Flair, which, to our credit, we've, we've seen this from the beginning of the podcast. Right. We the have seen this. Is actually... This actually has the most continuity of any storyline that we've seen. It really in does. Other than the disco. Disco. Other really... than the disco. Right. Yeah. Right. But right. this thing has actually followed us the entire time. The entire. It's great. So we go back to quickly. We go back to Havoc. You know what happens? Like you know DDP just like you know KOs Ric Flair and then destroys David Flair with a couple diamond cutters. Then he gets dis- He gets clubbed with a crowbar by David Flair. Takes him out for a while. We get that whole Kimberly weird shit where he's stalking her, and then we get their kind of match at Mayhem, a marquee match. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. A marquee <laughs> matchup. Marquee. But 
DDP makes his return at Mayhem, of course, and, you know, wrecks David Flair. And their feud then, decide, you know, ramps up towards this blow-off. We're going to have the crowbar being... And I always get thrown off when you have an object on a pole because, in my mind, first, I'm like, so if I get it and I hit you with it, do I win? That's, well, we used to or, talk about that in college about, yeah. like, why don't why doesn't the other guy just wait for the other guy to grab the weapon and then you just kind of trounce on him the second yeah. he, he gets to the ground. <laughs> trounce on him. That's a good term. What are you waiting for? I'm biding my time to trounce on him. Um, a couple of quick uh, call-out from the, the video repackages. We yeah. got uh, DDP on, yo, powers of B, I got your pay-per-view right here. And he points at his crotch. The buys are at an all-time low. <laughs> it, you know, it, it, was, it just cracked me up. Some of the stuff that we got. Uh, the, David Flair comes out wearing the wrong pay per view to the the, the wrong uh, he, shirt to the pay per view. He's and it's like a Havoc shirt from like two years ago. It's my Havoc shirt. It's yeah, the one that I had. There you go. Is that from the Piper Hogan? It's, uh, no, no, no. It, it's DDP Goldberg. Oh, ninety eight one. It's okay, ninety eight. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. So you you've got you've got the. I, I, Another weird match where I don't know who's the face and who is the heel. It's hard to tell. They blur the line more than WWE did with a lot of these. I think you're supposed to... Feel sympathetic for David? You're supposed to feel sympathetic because they keep talking during the match that this all started when DDP beat the shit out of his dad. Right. And and that's what made him go crazy. And decide to stalk a woman. And but then again, we've learned on this show the war on women it continues. I can't. Yeah, you're supposed to cheer for the guy who's trying to rape and kill the woman. It's so funny. Yeah. Like, no, commentary. I'm sorry, no. Commentary does an interesting thing here. They try to like, and I mean to their credit, they they try to sell David Flair as being almost crazy like a fox because it's like he's so crazy that he's actually just playing DDP. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time buying that because I'm thinking a year before Diamond Dallas Page almost beat Goldberg and yeah. should have. Yeah. So I don't know how you're going to beat this man, but right on. Um, you know, I think relatively early on the crowbar comes down. It's nothing spectacular, well, but it's, it's right. At oh, David! No, you know, no, 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 no. David Flair shows up with the crowbar. Yeah, well, he shows up with his gold with his one. Yeah, with his old guy right here, gold crowbar, one seventy-eight. No, and then, <laughs> and then uh, the referee goes to the outside, calls for the bell. David Penzer shows up. Goes, ladies and gentlemen, oh, the winner of the awful. match is yeah. because Diamond Dallas Page grabs the moment. Grabs his the moment you heard that, were you about to be like, "Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are yeah. they about oh, to not have this bullshit?" Mm-hmm. It, I don't care how bad the match is; you got to have the match. And then remember, if Thank the referee, or if the announcer doesn't get to finish his statement, yeah. it, it doesn't. Have <laughs> to know. that's another unwritten rule mm-hmm. in WCW. Little Nate, of course, he's trying to screw over Page early. Oh, you can't compete! Can't compete! Yeah. Can't compete! <laughs> nope. Done. Dude, I just saw you take a blow to the kidneys. I put Arn Henderson out. <laughs> David Flair, I want to make a special mention for his uh, wrestling ability here. I think he's been to the power plant uh, within the last month because he pulls out some wrestling moves. That, uh, well, knee, and, that knee jumping axe handle that he does multiple times look great. Yeah. Well, and, and to Paige's credit, he, he, he sells those rip yeah. shots so that it makes Flair look credible to possibly beat him. Even though like technically this thing's just kind of... It, there's not much to this match. But it's a good story match in terms of, you know, hey, maybe maybe this guy's going to pull off what is quite possibly the unthinkable, beating a really credible, probably the, how high up would you put Paige in terms of WCW at this point? Like, at this point? Yeah. He's a top tier guy. He's, he's, a, be, he's a top five. Yeah, absolutely. Easy. I want to I make a mention because I've never heard this name of a move before. But DDP hits David Flair with a clothesline, and they call it, it it's his spinning clothesline. The clothesline. They call yeah. it a discus lariat. Oh. I've never heard that, but my God, I didn't, 
it sounds nasty. Sounds incredible. He hits yeah. it with a discus lariat. Yeah. Like that sounds like a finishing move. And they keep saying that the whole point is you get the crowbar down and then you hit your opponent with it. But why are they pinning? Can I right? Can I make a mention of the, of the crowbar? It's so low. Yeah, good thing Nash isn't in this match. It looks oh like you could grab it without even getting on the turnbuckle. It's good thing Hornswoggle's on this match for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, he can really grab low. the fucking thing. Yeah, it's true. Fuck, man. He ends up... So I, I was wrong. The crowbar doesn't get pulled down. Well, this match doesn't last that long anyway. So when I say it gets pulled down early, it's not too much of a misnomer. But it does happen towards the end of the match. But what I love is that DDP kind of does the strategy we just talked about. It's like, you got the crowbar? D-Diamond Cutter! He does it. That's what you would do. Eat it! In a video game. <laughs> in a video game, that's what you do in a match. Fucking eats him. Bring, like, the, let him bring the ladder in. Irish whip him to the outside. Do your finisher. Climb the ladder. So he's about to kill any future I, flare grandchildren. I love though. So he grabs the crowbar, swing and a miss, diamond cutter from Paige. Not, not only does he get the one, two, three, he decides to follow it up with a top rope diamond cutter. You can do that in revenge. It's like he was going to do all the revenge, all the revenge diamond ones. cutters. I'm going to throw you up in a minute. <laughs> but Scott Hudson does say when David Flair gets a hold of the crowbar, Scott Hudson says he is so dangerous with that crowbar. Just like every fucking one else that ever got <laughs> yeah. a crowbar who in their hand. wouldn't be dangerous with a crowbar? <laughs> I'll tell you who. Bruce Banner. So, and then who pops in? The girl from Peoria, as they call her? Yeah. Previous now, Nitro. That, yeah. Is that Daphne? Yes, yes it, it is. is. Okay, oh, I was so wondering happy. that. Okay, so Daphne's been around for this long. Yeah, this was this was her. Well, the the Peoria Nitro party where she had the clo- the Hey Arnold closet show. That's right, they brought those to, back. To that. Uh, they brought it back for that one week to yeah. seriously just to introduce Daphne. And here she comes. And I'm happy. I didn't know she came in this early. Mm. Sure enough. And what's awesome. She little, looks great. Little Nate, oh, yeah. not only screws up finishes, but then eats finishers, it seems like, in this mm-hmm. run of the of, so the podcast is covering. Almost eats another diamond cutter, but Paige is like, fuck it, no. <laughs> With some restraint from, from the page. Oh, it's good to see restraint from Diamond Dolls Page. It's yeah. nice. Uh, especially because when Daphne comes in, somewhere the voice of God yells, "Smack her ass," which is hilarious. I had to rewind because did that? Re- it is blatant. Like Daphne covers him, and someone smack her ass. <laughs> <laughs> Some asshole in my yeah, row four. There's like, <laughs> there's no there's no, like there's just no like. Who is this person? This guy doesn't care. It's an attractive woman in jeans. Wrestling was just different back then. <laughs> well, it the commentary was. To their credit, still, they try to still sell Flair as, like, somebody credible. And they still try to I sell mean, him this as... this is the oh, best effort that I've ooh, seen him He was give. playing mind games. It's still crazy. Mind games. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. This wasn't the mind games from 97, mm-hmm. was it, with Shawn Michaels and Mankind? That's a classic. I can't believe I have that this written. <laughs> I love this. I, I can't believe I have this written. There is hype next for Sting versus Luger. <laughs> but, but Sorry. The, I, I, I put Borden versus Luger. Oh, look at <laughs> it. Because it's just like, why do, why do I need this? Yeah. I, I don't the, need the complete man Lux Lager. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's horrible. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's at this bad. point, though, where the announcers, but they belittle people that have psychiatric disabilities. Yep. And then Bobby Heenan, hey, beer man. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love because I'm like, is it for Scott Hudson or is it for Tony Schiavone? No, they're both for him. They're both for him. <laughs> Listen to his commentary. 
So we had seen after Mayhem, after Lex Luger was, uh, I was about to call him Lex Lager again. <laughs> Lex Lager. After the total package, I'm sorry, was stalking right. around the arena trying to find Liz after she sprayed him in the eye with Mace during his he match. He get mad, he gets even. <laughs> <laughs> the subsequent Nitros have luck. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. They Lex Lager? Yeah. <laughs> okay, ho- hold on, hold on. For the, for the record, me and Will used to work in a movie theater, and we used to sit up in a booth upstairs and come up with alternate names of wrestlers that we would come up with our fake promotion, which was TCW, Trashy Championship <laughs> Wrestling. Oh. And we would come up with, like, the bolster Ted Boa. <laughs> Instead of Sting, it would be Stung. <laughs> Instead of The Rock, it was the Stone John Dwayneston. And then there was Lux Lager, <laughs> the, the complete, complete man. <laughs> So that's where that inside <laughs> joke comes from. I just wanted to point that out. So right, moving on. So um, basically now Luger is like, or Total Package is a flat out full mega heel at a, this point. If he wasn't a heel enough before. He, which is funny because this is the most likable I've ever had him be. And he's putting Liz, trying to put Liz into a mud pit match and all this terror. Uh, okay. Even Russo is like, like excited for it. He's yeah. like a 13-year-old wrestler fan. Give it to me. Yeah. See, they're excited. See, that's how excited everybody's I excited. I want that mud wrestling match to God this day, Liz. So, in the end, though, Liz tried. God damn it! So, <laughs> with <laughs> we gotta take a break, folks. We're out of time. <laughs> hey, so damn it! All right, I'm I'm pressing on. God damn it! These Man. dogs, hang on. It's so disrespectful for people at the Hall of Fame. To let their dog. <laughs> when a man is clearly that dog is not dressed up a, in a suit. A nearly sixteen-year-old pay-per-view. Anyway, sorry. Hope that was. Can awesome. you edit that out? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I was... all right. So Liz goes to Sting. Pro- like, protect me from Lux Lager. <laughs> Sting now has to like like make this decision like am I gonna trust Liz or not and things of that nature and so we get this match it is for Starcade and what we're gonna see is Sting battling for Liz's freedom if Sting wins then the total package can no longer have her under contract which apparently he had his own personal contract didn't with. know that well hey you know where's, wrestling wrestling <laughs> where's uh, where's Randy. Where is Randy? <laughs> well, all right, so this is going back months ago. Remember, Randy came out on a Nitro and was like, he cut one of those weird shoot promos, and he talked about how he had a protege, but doesn't really reveal what the protege is. And he's like, I've competed in every major promotion. I have competed in the most major of matches, and I don't need this shit. <laughs> Disappears. Good point. And we don't see Macho Man up to this point. So, which that would have been. How awesome would that have been? If Liz had gone to Macho Man, That's, that would have made this match so goddamn That's who she cool. belongs with in wrestling. All right. But we get Sting. So we get this bit in the back. We get this bit in the back now where Liz is uh, walking with Sting, and Sting's like, hey, you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hold on. Wait, don't use... Because apparently one of her accoutrements now is to carry a can of mace at all times. Even though after she sprayed Lex, I probably wouldn't trust her at well, all with this. This is an idiot. mace, he said. Well, what's funny is things like, no, 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 we're not going to use that can. Chunk. 
use this one. It's like this gigantic, like it's the super high like, octane. It's like if, the, if it's bigger, then it must be more powerful. <laughs> uh, well, the, during the promo, you forget Sting turns into dead Owen Hart. Enough is enough. Uh, and then Luger had to take his own clothes off in this promo. You know, normally he has Liz to do that, so it kind of looked weird. Well, and it's, <laughs> I, I just called that out. Just the way you said it. It's just like <laughs> what's great is like. Clearly, like, there's something going on. Why is Sting's giving her her own can? What's going on? Like, you already are suspicious now. Oh, I, I wrote it right down. I said, I see a swerve coming. coming. Yep. Like, something's going to happen here. That Sting sign <laughs> is preempted by that lady's teeth. Nevertheless, the remastered Metallicro hits. <laughs> it's the Stinger with the battle for Liz. You know, the Sting. complete man. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Luger like likes to taunt her throughout most of the match. Like, why? Like, it's really funny. Like, and I guess like you know, it's it's all part of what we're building up towards. Sting and Luger have had like a billion matches by this point. And I remember Super Brawl two when they battled for the world title, and it was a great match. It was good. You know, it was really good. As good as a a, a total package match, I guess can be. But this is okay. There's nothing spectacular here in terms of, you know, move sets. I mean, Sting gets in his stuff and everything and the crowd, of course, the, the crowd no matter what, no matter what Sting's doing, they're always going to be into it. No matter what. Except the announcers aren't. <laughs> but we oh, get um Scott Hudson does make a good mention here. What's that? That uh, he he actually mentions how many times Sting has been betrayed by his allies. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, th- this is the one time that Sting sees it coming. Liz and, gets and, in the and ring. Scott Hudson mentions that he goes, he's learned. After, yeah. you fool me once, shame on me. Fool me about twelve to thirteen <laughs> times. We won't get fooled again. <laughs> fool, me, fool, fool me once, you can't get fooled again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the announcers for a minute, like you got your two, like, to me, the two cornerstones of WCW. Yeah. Sting and Luger, they're going at it, and they want to talk about. Who's been walking a face? We got this power. Like, I hate. I mean, like, I know I know. complains about We've now, talked but about this. Is, yep. This is this is the big thing. Mm-hmm. These two, like, you just talk about these two. Yeah, and, and, and there's so much history. There's things you could pull from. You know, these guys have gone at it. They've been friends, the best friends. They have a gym together for Christ's sake and everything. Wow, but Liz gets in the ring. She's got the Sting-approved can of mace, and when she goes to use it. She goes to use it on Sting, it's, and it's, it's silly string. It's silly string. Wah, wah, wah. And Sting does this weird kind of homoerotic. <laughs> he does that little finger point. The like, finger. He, finger does the, he does the T one thousand thing with uh, the finger, uh, which uh, is uh, fine. Uh, uh, you didn't uh, say uh, the magic uh, word. <laughs> I went to another movie. But he's got one hand. Yeah, right, right. Where are you going? But he's got it. <laughs> he's got the other hand on his hip. Oh. It just looks really weird when he Thanks does it. Thanks for uh, Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, so, Steve Borden. <laughs> what's funny, and like, this is five minutes into the match. This thing is so, this thing does not last long blow up, at all. Man. Within five minutes, they have that double clothesline, like Warrior Hogan spot. Yeah. I swear oh, to God. Well, that's right after the, the back double and forth. It's after the sting punch, Liz slap, sting punch, Liz slap. Yep. Sting does a drop kick. Luger flies over towards Liz. I was like, are we going to get the drop kick from Liz? No, she just calmly steps down from the ring. <laughs> Double clothesline bit. The 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 swerve that isn't a swerve because the Stinger saw it coming. Uh, so Sting the crafty bastard now. He <laughs> Big splash, running bulldog, Stinger splash. He goes for the death lock. <laughs> I have to laugh because I'm, I'm, I'm reimagining what happened. Oh. 
Liz tries the worst sneak attack I have ever seen. Because she's clearly looking at Sting as she gets in the ring with the bat. <laughs> you see this bat? <laughs> um, and what's awesome is first Sting takes the bat away and like dismisses her, keeps going with Trust her to go to the outside yeah, of the ring. But he hits Luger with those righteous fucking elbows that just floor this man. Mm-hmm. This man is built like the Terminator, but Sting is so justified. Boom. B- Boom. Back to the deathlock, and then, sure enough, here comes Liz with the bat, and this sound, I, I really, I can't do it justice. Ouch! I mean, good God, oh my, the worst, she clocks him in the face or the throat, I can't tell. I think tell. it's right around, around, around the clavicle bone. <laughs> I mean, and it's, it is audibly... It's horrible. It's um, an audible sound there. It sounds really bad. And then Luger proceeds to put Sting's arm in the chair and just stop. Well, talking. Liz puts his hand in there. Oh, That's sorry. what's weird. It's not Luger, like, not Luger while Liz kind of stands by. Liz proactively does it. While Dr. Scott Hudson, obviously he's got a concussion with his x-ray fucking vision. Just, <laughs> sorry, he, he, he turns into a medical professional from this point on. Yeah, this is this is shit. Doesn't the ref take a really funny bump? Yeah, thing? so she, uh, Liz puts uh, Liz puts Sting's wrist in the chair. Luger goes all Super Brawl Saturday on him. I mean, just fucking stomps these shit out. Like, and Sting, like, really legitimately sells that he is out. I think he really is. And out. I think he was too. It's selling without selling. Yeah, and and, and I, I like that. Sting is done. I I love it. Takes. It, because and I don't think this match this, there's no real end to this. Is there? There's no real. There's not even a pinfall. No, no he just destroys him to where Tony, without like, hey, doesn't even let this thing breathe. He immediately says, "Fans, I don't think we're gonna see Sting in the WCW for quite a while." All right, while, next match. While he's Who carried out by the lumbering six, like Jesus. And Jesus they don't even they don't even put him on a stretcher. They're just like no. fucking. Care. And they actually mentioned that at the commentary table, like, shouldn't they put him on a stretcher? <laughs> like they say something like that. No. Like, nah, nah, nah. And they've just got his arm that's just been decimated, just hanging there. That was the best part. Is he didn't he like you said the selling without selling. He didn't like shake or rattle. No, he they, did nothing. No, because he's unconscious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he got hit. The he got. I mean, it is one of the best write-offs. If you want to write somebody off TV for a while. Jesus. Oh, it's believable. It is so believable. I just I, like Liz was really good in this. Like, I love when Liz does the silly string bit, and then she kind of has that look. Like, it's the most acting I've ever seen from her. Like, in terms of like a response. Yeah. But still, at the same time, I've I've told you this. I hate the way that WCW treats Liz. I don't understand the plan here. Like, if I'm thinking What's logically, the end game? Like so that? like, were you just trying to get was Steve Borden in your way to getting the WCW title? <laughs> I, I have to make a mention of a Bobby Heenan comment that's uh, yes. that's said as Sting is being carried out. <laughs> There's like a pause of Sting being carried out, and then Bobby Heenan going, "You think anyone really cares?" Yeah. <laughs> all, I have, all I have here is Heenan doesn't give a fuck. Yes. It's it's Sting. Of of course we should care, but Heenan is kind of right. He's back to weasel. Yeah, I'll, you think I, anyone really cares? It's it's Sting. Hey man, you got two more. Hey bartender, it's not Rick Rude. <laughs> got any cheese fries? I mean, the cotton candy guy was right behind him when the shots are coming up. So. But it's time. It's video package time for the master of the power bomb I've match. Got two thousand ways. You're the master of the power bomb. Watch this power bomb. I have two thousand ways to 
put Mr. Nash back in retirement. What are you, some tough guy? I will powerbomb you to the Earth's core. The two biggest men in all of WCW will fight. I'm the only badass around here. Oh, you don't want to insult that man. Make him mad. They both got the powerbomb. Who's going to use it to end this matchup? I'll powerbomb you straight to hell. I was so waiting for a run-in from Vader. Oh, the God, his powerbomb. Power wow. Vader were the masters of the powerbomb. That wasn't that their tag name? Yeah, yeah. that's it. Sid and Nash, th- this is another two-monther that's been going on. Like, these guys have been kind of poking at each other here for a bit, and finally it escalates to where, like, we, we see them trade. You know, I, I know... Uh, I know... Sid eats a powerbomb on the way to this pay-per-view, and I'm not... I know Nash comes out four? with a... He eats four powerbombs? Four powerbombs power to Sid in that video package. And I, don't, and I don't see any on Nash. No. No. I'm just not going to take it. I'm not taking it. My contract clearly states I don't have to take a powerbomb. You know, man, I did it for the money. Yeah. That's <laughs> money. Man, yeah, I, mean, I felt bad about it, but the paychecks kept coming, so why would I give a shit? Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. He's got some Aerosmith tickets. He's going to take us. Hey, Scott Hall, you got any booze? Yeah, it'd be a lot cooler if you did. I just said, yeah. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Kevin Nash likes redheads. That's why he likes Lash LaRue. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, I'm sorry. There goes Sid, the time window, folks. Sid oh, is out God. first. Tony Schiavone tells us he's never seen a baseball bat shot like the one Sting took. We're still selling it, folks. <laughs> to this day, he's right. In the MCI Center, there's like an imprint on the wall of Liz smacking Sting like a nuclear bomb. And I, I think that's when the Bobby D. Yeah, that's that's that, that's where I have it written as well. Does it, do you think anyone cares? Anyone cares? <laughs> Nish, Nash, Nash, Nash comes out solo. He's following. He comes out solo to face the Millennium Man. Yeah. We'll bring it out. I, They're calling him the Millennium Man again. Did they bring it out? was so into him. He's oh, not man. doing the heel. Well, he's he's m- like fist bumping people. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice pop with your elbow yeah. there, sir. That's just, uh, just old. <laughs> thank you, outsider sign. There uh, is yeah. a thank you, outsider. Yeah. I saw that, too. I was like, are they retiring? I, I know. Well, you know they you still go. <laughs> <laughs> no, you no, don't. You don't. <laughs> Where did it go? <laughs> yeah. for, for some of them, they never have it. The, well, Nash is in control for a bit here, but um, why is the referee counting when there's a pinfall? Dude, I, don't I know. fucking hated that. Don't know. But. I, hate, I don't like that ref either. He looks like he's straight out of UFC. He looks like a UFC ref. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. S- Sid goes for the powerbomb early, low blow right. by Nash. What were you saying? But I was going to say that another uh, Scott Hudson. Um, Sid, well, Sid busts through because he doesn't understand doors. He breaks his right. way down on the intro. Uh, and then Scott Hudson, when you get powerbombed by a man this big, it's like getting powerbombed by two men. I mean, and then he, because he, he says how tall they are, he goes, Sid's like 6'10", Nash is 7 feet. So he thinks people are only three and a half feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. I, I cannot wait till Scott Steiner comes in just for mathematical references I like make that. I mention of the ref because okay. the ref doesn't know the rules. He doesn't yeah. count. But at the same time, he, in, in defense of that ref, Kevin Nash went for a cover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. instinct. Yeah. It's, just, it's just pure instinct that he's, he's going clearly, on. Here. Yeah. Clearly goes, uh, uh, just whatever. Um, 
Nash goes for the, let's see, no, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is a I'm conversation sorry. between Scott Hall and Bobby Heenan over... Scott Hall? Scott Hall? No, sorry, He's sorry, here! Sorry. Scott, Scott, Scott Hall's on the phone! Scott Hudson <laughs> and Bobby Heenan over baldness. Mm. <laughs> That's right! Yeah. It's really weird. And Bobby, and, and, and Scott, so Scott Hudson goes, well, don't knock it till you try it, Brain. And then Brain goes... You don't have a choice. <laughs> Bobby Heenan is back to being funny. I mean, man, yeah. he's just letting. He just didn't give a shit. Either. I know what I've written. Now. I noticed. You notice? I don't. How does Sid get cut on his back? Right here. Yeah. I, I don't and, know. Um, I got the Sid bleeds again. And I kept wondering. I was like, did they learn from Havoc? Don't let this man bleed. This could get bad. This could. <laughs> I got two thousand ways to bleed. <laughs> What, so, was that, what was that Sid, album called? The quickest way to bleed on stage. Sid, bitch. Sid is one of those wrestlers we were just talking about. He's a, he's very physical. He's great. Uh, he's terrible at punching. Terrible at kicking. I hate Sid's punches. Terrible. Yeah. Hate him. Really bad. They look phony. Uh, he Sid, does. Sid, Sid does this thing where he tries to get the crowd behind oh, him. Power bomb. Yeah. He and the crowd just. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Uh, it, it, Sid doesn't even realize he's the heel. I, They're like, wait, we were at you on the way in, but you're fighting big sexy. I love that Nash won't like he 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 eats some chair shots from Sid on he the does. outside. But I love it. he goes Sid goes for a couple more big blasts on the inside. He he tries to go for the power he try this is when he tries to go for the power bomb chant, no moss and nope. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Ref bump in the corner. Sid, you know, uh he hits a kind of an awkward like he kind of nails an awkward power bomb or whatever on nash oh the, the yeah the one that he gets oh, yeah, yeah it's uh he the can't lift show it. power bomb and he just kind of just throws yeah. him up yeah it yeah. which counts i guess <laughs> but thank god mayhem jeff jared oh, is here action. he is in. <laughs> i know he's got the toothpick <laughs> the two finger look here slap nuts <laughs> no no that comes later i know yeah i i'm i'm Comes a guitar shot on fucking Sid. Discards the evidence. Yeah. I love he that. The towel like it matters. Smart. Yeah. He cleans the rest... it up, sweeps it up, calls uh, Jim Duggan. It's like Jeff Jarrett was like, oh, well, hey, man, they're counting. I mean, he's Undertaker here. They're counting pinfalls. That may mean they're counting DQs. I got to get rid of the evidence. Smart. Yeah, it's smart. It's time for Kevin so Nash's sciatica funny. to kick up and flare up. But the game. ending of this match. This is hilarious. So, uh, nah. Both men down. Now, obviously, Nash is getting to his feet first. He tries to powerbomb Sid not once but twice, but his back gives out. So he does the most brilliant thing ever and just pulls the ref up. This like, has hey, never worked before. It's never worked up to this point. He pulls the ref up. Hey, man, look what I did. <laughs> the reason why hey. it works, it works so clearly <laughs> is because he pantomimes. I'm like, I know. I, you I, see I, that? I this. Have you ever seen you one? Have you seen one of these? Yep. Uh, I am. Yeah. I got the toys. I, got the back. <laughs> I, I did my Perry Saturn pose, and then I let him go. And the ref buys it. Ref buys it, rings the bell, Kevin Nash wins just the... What is this? Like, I, once again, Sid looks like a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, they're building him up to be Steve Austin 2.0 in no, WCW. There's autism. And, Steve Autism. Yeah, yeah Steve Autism. Oh. And that's not enough. That's just how upset I am about the way they're treating Sid. It just doesn't make sense why they build him up so much and then have him lose in these shitty fashions. Mm. Awful. Yeah, it Fucking doesn't make any awful. sense. He's 3-0 no. at this Or 0-3, right? He loses an I Quit match without saying I Quit. He passes out. 
And how does he lose the first match? Well, they just stop it because of the blood. They just stop it because of the blood. Because yeah. he decides, like, I gotta keep it open! It's a first blood match. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, it just... It's a delay first blood match. So bad. Yeah, like, I, I, I I feel bad for Sid here. I really could, Yeah, well... Not as bad as I'm going to feel later against... Big Papa Pump! <laughs> Man, I cannot wait until that day comes. Oh, He's coming, folks. He's coming back. So All right. Three kick. To the back, Mike Tenay. He's with the Crippler. This is a really good promo. It's a great though. promo. It's, it's to the point. It's serious, and yes. I fucking. I love that I'm he said. He says, "I want to fight for the pride and the notori- notoriety of the United States Championship." I Bless love, ben. My, I love heart, this man. Benoit. Yep. I really do. Yep. Um, who his opponent be? Well, he comes a champion has to kind of come out first. This here. is I okay. It. I wrote that champion out first. This is acceptable <laughs> because Mystery it's, opponent, a, it's okay. a surprise. Okay. Who's the surprise? It's Mayhem Jeff Jarrett <laughs> coming in for his what is this his fourth segment or it's his third third appearance third appearance on the uh, of the show. Okay, I'm counting the interview where he ambushed. Him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But that was right before his match. You can't right, but uh, the match starts now. Well, he does that great promo. He climbs to the top oh, of the ladder. Oh, it's really good. Crippler my ass. I want to point out Jeff Jarrett. The reason why we didn't like him. Back then, was he was so polarizing? Mm. Like he was just like, oh, he's trying to be big and he's not. But in, in retrospect, he really sticks out, like as a guy that has an attitude, a character, and he's just a real dick. Yeah, I mean, he's one of those guys. Like he's he has aged beautifully over time. He really has. Looking at this, it's in- really surprising because I I couldn't stand him. Never could never then. no no. But it's so fun how, watching how, it now. How cool is he? He comes out in wrestling because he came from the bunkhouse brawl. Man, he's in jeans. Yeah. He comes out in, in the wrestling gear. attire. Because he must have... He did a real quick change because wasn't he in his jeans for the the hit with the guitar just a few seconds ago? Yeah, right. Yeah. He, he seems another set of jeans. Right, another no, that, pair of jeans. If there's one thing about this whole experience of, of New Blood that, we're, that I'm going through, Jeff Jarrett is like... I see him in a whole new light. And that's why like we're, we've talked about Booker T. We've talked about Jeff Jarrett. Down the road, we know they have oh, an they amazing have match. Anyway... That's down the road. Jeff Jarrett's amazing promo on the ladder. <laughs> Chris Crippler, Benoit. Like, Crippler, my ass. <laughs> Two syllables in the by the way. Sorry, you can't see that. Chris Benoit went bad lieutenant on fucking Jeff Jarrett. Port of call New Orleans. <laughs> Chris Benoit immediately goes outside and starts chopping the shit. It's very fucking. high octane. Uh, there's... There's blood almost immediately yep. out of Benoit. I don't know where it's coming well, from. Yeah, it's he like right, his nose broken. Yep, it's is that a, it? It's a drop. Um, so they start off fighting on the outside. At one point, quickly, Jarrett gets into the ring and he does a a, a baseball slide into the ladder into Benoit's nose. That's it. Yeah. yeah, that's he couldn't cover up for that. No. My favorite part is at some point they say they can't tell. They're like he's bleeding. And it says later on the match, they go, it looks like he's bleed- He's coming out of his tear yeah. duct. They're like, well, if the nose is bleeding, then that means he could be bleeding out of his eyes. Yeah, they're like, like well, they maybe it's not like, nose. It's a nosebleed, brain. That's I've never heard of that. Jesus, he's <laughs> the villain from, from Casino Royale. Oh, God, that, that leg sweep spot. Oh, with, oh yeah. With the oh. ladder uh, that Jeff Jarrett does is phenomenal. Yeah. It, Je- Jeff Jarrett does it so safely. He gets out of the way and lets Benoit take that bump. Yeah. Oh, it looks so good. And Abs- the, the announcers are so, I mean, and rightfully so, they're up Jeff Jarrett's ass because they're building him. But, I mean, he just went through, not just a match, he went through a bunkhouse brawl, 
And then he's out there wrestling Chris Benoit in a fucking ladder match. Absolutely. Like I said, Benoit's been the star of the show the last two. Yeah. This show is Jeff Jarrett's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett has and made this watchable. They had a they had arguably, and I think majority said match of the night on Mayhem. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And now they're br- they, they step it up here. A big superplex early on. Of early. Typical Jeez. Benoit. <laughs> Bobby says it makes the belt move. Yeah. <laughs> well, someone it moved. I mean, the belt is always going to move. It's, it's it's hanging. But like this was like when? this was like the who pulled the belt up on Austin kind of thing. Like, no, like, Excalibur, Chris Jericho, son of a bitch. It. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered that pay per view. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Still, um, all right. We're. Okay. Oh I, God. I, 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 Hudson. Hudson try, was funny. Is Scott Hudson takes this weird route in trying to cover for Chris Benoit, saying, like, "Well, no, you know, Benoit was studying all the footage yeah. of Scott Hall. You know, like he wasn't well, ready." He doesn't even say that. He says the tapes yeah. that he rented. Yeah, and he tape <laughs> and I'm like, rented to prepare from this. Huh? He works for the damn company. He can't get him for free. But see, here's where we get my cool segue. We're talking about renting tapes. So Kurt Russell is going to blow up the Stargate from the other side. God. <laughs> Get back on track. God, God. what are you talking about? This is this is on track. It goes with the comment. What the hell did you say to them? <laughs> That's the only line I remember from Stargate. Benoit with a tree of woe using the ladder. My God, the ladder of woe. Yes, That's um, good. And I like how Jarrett, like he, he's able. Like it's funny how. He just does a little thing. Like he does a way to be able to sway it using his own leverage to get out of it. Well, he almost has to. He angles his body at one at one point because the ladder is about to fall. Yeah, yeah, and he's and Jarrett's smart enough to know that you have to get to the other side. Yeah, to hold on to it. Benoit takes this bump that scared the shit out of me, where it looked like his head hit the bottom rope. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah! yeah. WCW's ropes were very stiff. That's why Rick Martel had to retire early. That's right. That's the leg injury. The the leg injury they took from Booker T. So I was like, oh my god! Like Benoit took some nasty bumps back then, man. And and it leads to a hellacious bump, the bump of the night that comes up here without a doubt. Drop kick. (sighs) Yeah, it's amazing. Um, Benoit on the ladder. Jared goes to the top rope and drop kicks the ladder. And I swear to God, Benoit falls like twenty feet and somehow doesn't hit the ladder. The yeah. ladder. He cleared. never hits the ladder. He, he, he jumped he away from it. it. Yeah. It's it's really good. It's an amazing bump. Jesus Christ. Um, still a, a one final little back and forth of the ladder. I and then at one point we get a, a just a, a it looks like just another drop kick or whatever. I can't tell what it is. Whatever sends it. it it gets Jeff Jarrett to a point where now Benoit's on the ladder, and you think he's just why not just go grab the belt? Nope, fucking Fuck Air Canada. Oh, it's great. He actually God. hits the belt with his shoulder <laughs> as he's coming down. He finally moves it out of the way. I'm like, why not just grab the belt and then do Air Canada? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks really cool. And then because at that point, well, like, then he does this weird shake thing. He's like. Oh yeah! <laughs> you want me to go up there? Well, I think clearly well, that's the object of the broke his nose because he—I couldn't tell when they showed the angle if he what part of Jared he hit because it looked like Jared kind of gave him some extra oomph, but whether he hit the mat or if he hit Jared or not. But Chris Benoit can have a good match with anybody, it, uh, and this is—and I can't—you know—it was funny, like just you know from watching wrestling, like whenever somebody 
has a chance to win, and they don't take it, and they do something like that, you think, Stupid. oh, they're going to lose. Bobby Heenan's usually all over <laughs> that. You idiot! And yet, no, he just goes right back up and gets it. I was like, never that's, seen that. That's a no mercy move, I think. Yeah. I would have done that no mercy, yeah. I think, at one point. There's no limit. <laughs> this isn't my body. <laughs> Frog splash. Hell of a match. This uh, this is a good match. And Not a great match, but a good, solid match. Because I think part of this, you, I, I don't know if they felt curtailed by time because they get they rush it through gets it. Kinda, yeah, it's kind of rushed. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's unfortunate. I wish they had 20 minutes. It, it wasn't great, but this did good because you, you get Benoit to continue the story, like the growth of Benoit, and then it, turn, it, it goes from Jeff Jarrett being more than just a lackey entitled guy. Sure. To, in my eyes, like you, you get to go. He's a legitimate threat to everyone. So finally, though, here we go. This is the. Sadly, we've reached the point. We've all been kind of avoiding this. We knew this was coming in the podcast, but it's time for the main event. It's, it's amazing. Brett I wrote for this. And Goldberg for the World Heavyweight Title. Now, how did we get to this point? I am gonna be the best world champion the WCW has ever had. Bill Goldberg, I'd be honored to see you in Starcade. Goldberg, Red Hart, world heavyweight title. You know one thing about respect, you earn it, you don't give it. There's gonna be one man that's gonna walk out Starcade and may the best man win. You gotta beat me man to man. I'm gonna make one guarantee. In Starcade, I'll be standing there with my hand raised right in the middle of the air. I can guarantee you. That ain't gonna happen. All right, the, the nuts and bolts of it is it's basically Austin Undertaker. You're right. No, you're absolutely a, right about that. It's a it's it's Austin and Gold. It's I'm sorry, Austin and Goldberg. It's Austin. <laughs> and Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Big house. What? Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> Austin and Taker from 98. We remember on their build up to the highway from hell or high, highway to hell, from hell to from, hell. Remember Jim Ross's line? The yeah. highway to hell has intersected. <laughs> oh my and, God. So just like in that, in that, um, in that buildup where Austin and Taker both end up winning the tag titles as guys that are going to be facing each other later on for the world title. The same happens with Brett and Goldberg. Brett and Goldberg capture the WCW world tag team titles. And, you know, kind of have like this, they have that kind of respect thing for each other. Brett says, I'm going to give Goldberg the shot at the world title, which is honorable. Like, it's really, it's Brett from WWF. That's exactly what he would have done. That's what's so cool. But, of course, the finish for uh, how they end up losing the belts involves Brett and Goldberg kind of coming into contact with each other. So, it's like. And it's the thunder before. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, like a couple days before. Because that was one thing I was pissed about with Austin and Taker is that they weren't tag champions when they fought each other. I thought that would have added to it. Because like, how do they move on? Right. How do they move on? Totally. And I thought we were robbed of that. We were. We hundred. Yeah. And we no were doubt. robbed of it again, right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's to put belts on Nash and Hall. Yeah, we true. we know it's a big deal. Um, we've got Brett with Mike Tanay. You know, all we have to say is best there is, interview. best there was, best there ever will be. I'm That's excellently execute somebody. It just happens to be Bill Goldberg. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, the dog's about to vomit. He's ready for the main event too. I'm about to vomit too. Right? <laughs> this is this is rough. You. Oh, Michael Buffer. He's in the ring. Oh shit. And <laughs> Michael Buffer's in the ring, and he asks us, "Are you ready to rumble?" He doesn't ask. He says we are ready. I just want to point out, I've never liked Michael Buffer. <laughs> I don't like he, the way he says WCW. He says WCW. Uh, it just it just sounds re- 
ridiculous. He does speak like English is his second language, yeah. does he not? I, I, I've never liked him. And the fact that the way he uh, introduces Bret Hart and Goldberg in this match <laughs> is while is before they even get in the ring. My, the way Michael Buffer used to wait for uh-huh. both of them to be in the ring. He tells the story. He calls Gold. He says Goldberg is six feet, two hundred ninety-one. But let's go and say. But who comes out first? That's right. Oh, it's God it's, damn it! It's, it's Champion because, comes yeah, out first, and it's it, unacceptable. It's unacceptable. It's the thing with Goldberg though. Is Goldberg's interest big deal if the, the opponent's not in the ring? Like Taker. That's what they. It, it's like it's. Uh, who's he intimidating? Meanwhile, Goldberg's also coming from a restricted area. I want to. <laughs> That's right. I, I, I want to point out that Goldberg, we've we've made mention of the door, on both podcasts. We might as well do it here. I got to give credit. You can actually see the door move when he hits it, and Doug Dillinger reacts to it, and it, it it's the way it's supposed to look. I yeah. have nothing bad to say about that. No. Except however, how it cracks him open. However, I want. I have bad things to say. About the crew that Doug Goldberg has, <laughs> oh, which Smiley. is well, oh, I've got them all here. Bill Goldberg is led to the ring by the Four Tops, AC, <laughs> AC Slater, and out of shape Kevin Von Erich, Joe Don Baker, and Gordon Bombay's limo driver from the Mighty Ducks. This is the best Survivor Series team I've ever heard. <laughs> like, these guys look so out of shape, so stupid, and they're laughing. The whole, like a lot of the way to the ring. They keep getting out of frame because he can't stop laughing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh the the the, the, the black guy on the on the oh, right yeah. of Goldberg. Which is, top was that? That's top two. Top two. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be a long story. AC <laughs> Slater is. The and on that note, I'm done. I just wanted to get that's, that in there. I love. There's a sign that says Goldberg is the best there is, the best there was, and best there ever will be. I wanted to smoke that sign. I just want to smoke that sign, that fan, and just flame on. I mean, good <laughs> God, how ignorant can you? Be? Never mind. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Um, oh, DC, you want to ask? So Goldberg comes out, and this is really weird. I've never seen this before. The camera actually isn't in front of him yeah. while he's doing his his. He's uh, whited out. His promo, not his promo, but it w- like when he when he bull breathes the smoke and stuff. It's off to the side of him, like to the left. Yeah. You can't see him full on, and it just kind of eliminates the allure. Right, yeah. I mean, because Bill Goldberg. Well, it's the Goldberg. Bill Goldberg. Because the Goldberg Kata. Bill Goldberg. It's like it's like DDP was sneaking up in there a little bit. <laughs> uh, we get the we get the entrance from we get the Are you ready from from Buffer? And what I, I guess what I like though is. At least in the beginning here, it looks like Brett's listen or Goldberg is listening to Brett. It's a slow, controlled start. This is almost uh, the first half of the match is almost a WWF style yeah. match with Brett being very calculated, very psychological, and a lot of continuity going with the match. I, I am a I, I like the first half of this match. Yeah, and and then by the second half, that's when we we kind of devolve into the usual Goldberg spots. The the big knockdowns, the big gorilla press power slams that... Uh, <laughs> I want to point out that Michael Buffer totally, like, beefs up Goldberg more than he does Bret Hart. Like, <laughs> I, think he has a, I think he has a dog in the fight. <laughs> My, he, he called Tony Marinara's bookie. <laughs> hey, who do you think? <laughs> what are your thoughts? Um, um, 
Billy Silverman. That's his name. Billy Silverman. Oh, the first ref? That's the ref. Yeah. I, I have it written right here. I love this spot, though. Goldberg goes for that rolling ankle lock, and he Brett almost reverses it into a shot Oh, it's shooter. cool. It looks really cool. Goldberg powers out, and he should. I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things. You, you want to see sense. you want to see Brett go for it early, you know, and stuff like that. So that's we get a hot shot on the table. Oh, my God. Hot shot on the table to Brett. A smash into the guardrail. We lose a lot of refs here. Oh. Four. Or th- is it? I thought it Jesus. was three. There's three refs and then you get... So yeah, he sup- the first one, so I think he suplexes Brett into a ref. Mm-hmm. That's good. And then they send in Robinson. Right, right, right. And, uh... <clears throat> man, <laughs> we get this... And then we- there's this ref after Robinson. John Hoon! The only reason I must say, I didn't know him. No, the only reason why I know his name is I went to Wikipedia or something to see how many refs, and he was the only ref that didn't have a link to something else. So that's why it stands out. Love Brett Work and Goldberg's knee. Somebody legitimately really good. taking his knee down. It's good. And then, <coughs> now, we, now I want to talk about this because we all know what this match led to. We're getting there. You brought this up, and I was paying special attention to it. There are at least two or three other times during this match where it looks like Brett's head is in serious trouble <laughs> the one the ones that really stuck out to me was and it's one that we had seen in brett's book where he talks about you know the the the, the figure four in the turnbuckle or the in the post i like the way he yeah. pointed it out in the book that all the danger really lies on him uh with his head hitting the concrete below or the mat or whatever right and you can clearly see in this match brett's I rewound it a couple of times because I wanted to see if his shoulders took the brunt of it. It was his head. It's hard to it's tell. It's the one time, like, because most times when I've seen him do it, like with Austin and with other people, like, it looks pretty safe. WCW's like, ring is, t- or sorry, WWE's ring is taller. Yeah. Like, Mick, that's the way it looks. Because Brett, yeah, I mean, he eats it. And he it. winces so bad. You can tell he really, he t- followed up not long after that. I think, um, Oh, by the way, Goldberg chance quickly devolve into Goldberg sucks chance. Yes. Goldberg, yep. there's a lot of Goldberg fans, and then all of a sudden we start hearing Goldberg sucks. Yeah. So I like this is a, like a legit 50-50 crowd. Now, yeah. one thing, this is supposed to be a there must be a winner. There must. There be can't a be a DQ. Right. That's but true. The ref is breaking. And it is no DQ. I, I hate that. I, the more I, inconsistency. Hmm. But with the recent uh, incident that happened, Johnny we went Boone. to with the. Pero Guavo Jr. and you see the stuff where it wasn't the one thing, right? Like everyone always talks about the kick, right? Up, but this is not the one. Like you right. see it if you go back and watch it. It's well, even things. at the beginning of the match, Goldberg throws Brett down, and it looks like he hits his head. There's and a spear that we get. I'm where, looking uh, at it a lot. <clears throat> well, the spear comes after. Yeah. Oh yeah. The moment. Yep. Um, so Bret Hart locks in a figure four. Yeah. In the ring. Yeah, he does. He gets one because he's. God bless him. Still working the knee, like trying to tell a story that it's great. Yeah, I mean, it's really good. Yeah, and, and it's fun to watch. And it's like this is the Bret Hart that that I love. You know, it, the guy that made sense of wrestling. Next comes the what you're talking about. The next ref bump out of the corner. We get a ref. Are you bump. talking about the this yeah. one? Yeah, yeah. He, he went all the way back to Calgary for that one. That's Boone, <laughs> and he knocks him the fuck out. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it's a hell of a hit, and uh, then. Let's see. So and here comes Brett goes for an Irish rip. I, Irish I, rip. Yep. Oh, this thing's to be 
daughter. We ripped here. An Irish whip, do you say? Hey, hey, so he goes, that kick looks worse every time I watch it. Yep, and that's what happens. He reverses the Irish whip, and supposedly Goldberg, we've, we've heard from the book and other resources later on after this incident, says, watch the kick. Watch, I wrote it, watch the kick. And sure enough, I can't I mean, hear it, though. A vicious, because it's, and the way, like, I, I when I watch interviews, like, what Brett was talking about, like, um, the kick, it's weird, like, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it, but it, it right here? well, he even describes, it hits him back here. Like Almost like it wraps, well, yeah, on like the on side the of side? his head because his uh, he, his doctor told him, "You got hit in this part of the head where like all the the good sensations come from." And of course, I love that Bresman, like you know, sex. You know, it's one for like when you're having sex. You know, come here, Julie. I want to give it to you. What is a ball? The best there is. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to be actually executed for the next two and a half minutes. What are you, 200 pounds now? That's fine. <laughs> I'm a hitman. I'd rather blow my brains out than do this again. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> That's wrong. Uh, Tim Hortons. <laughs> now, now, but he says, like, after this incident, like, you know, he's like, he'd eat steak and it would taste like liver. Because, right, like, right, right. all those sensations are gone. Like, all the good things that you... That you associate with things that you do, like a good meal that you eat, are gone. And it's because where that kick at Goldberg lands, it hits him in the side, kind of back of the head, to where it's just like, it just kaputs it. Yeah. And then that's your... And then right after that, we get a spear. Good God. And it's one of the best spears. By that, I mean worst spears. Yeah. That I've ever seen. I mean, it, it's very intense. It's very full contact. Yeah. Uh, and Brett takes it, and the thing that's weird to me is because I rewound it. Goldberg hits him full force. Brett never grabs his abdomen or anything like that, and you can clearly see that. I mean, he gets hit hard, and he just kind of just lays there, and he's still holding his head. You know, that's when his wound, like, because of course Goldberg had to have a wound on his head from hitting the oh doors hard. So and it's, it's I think like, it really it's op- almost mohawk. It opens yeah. up here, I think, after that spear. But so we got all these refs down, right? And Goldberg's hit the spear. It's got to be time for the jackhammer. It's got to be time for Goldberg to go over, right? Two two starcades in a row, right? It's got to be. <laughs> Roddy Piper's coming out with a taser. Now Roddy Piper, building up What's to this. What's he doing had, at this point? Roddy he Piper wrapped another man. That's right. That's right. Because there was a brief time where the refs, a la WWE, decided to strike because you know only was, strike Raw, right? Because they're not going to strike SmackDown. Nah. Who cares? Fuck it. No one watches it anyway. But. Piper being like this, like the almost like the last ref standing, in a way he he's coming out. He's got a look on his face, like he doesn't really want to be there. Brett, by this point, because Goldberg have tried, you know, confused trying to resuscitate refs or trying to do something on his own. Brett has now found a way to get back to his feet. He ends up, I, he ends up chop blocking Goldberg, which is smart. He's worked the knee the entire time. Might as well go for the chop block. It sets him up. He's got him in the sharpshooter right as Roddy Piper gets in. And I swear to God, it's not even as he turns him over. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Piper looks more uninterested than I do. Piper looks like it. this hurts him yeah, to do this. Mm-hmm. Piper calls for the bell. Of course, immediately Scott Hudson's calling it the Montre- Montreal screw job. Why not? Bret Hart wins. Piper like you know, just leaves the ring immediately. Brett goes after him. So because Piper has a ref shirt on, he's automatically a referee. Like, well, he had been I, I, sanctioned to cover He'd been match. sanctioned? Yeah. Okay, okay, that's storyline. That makes sense then. Okay. And I guess this is what the powers that be were. This is what Russo was talking about was the big thing he was 
worried about for tonight or whatever. He was preoccupied, which I'm like, if you've got it in the bag, why are you so preoccupied? Just my question is, if Brett has the power to restart a match last pay per view at the last pay per view when he's not the champion. Why can't he restart a match when he is the champion? Because no. Mickey J never came out. Now, now here, it's a good question. Why? Because uh, why? Because well, let's we'll skip ahead now to the next night on Nitro. Go ahead, because I don't know what happens. The NWO two thousand forms with Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Jeff oh Jarrett, no no no. They have so it, to conclude Sarcade. It's another one of these abrupt WCW endings where Goldberg's like, abrupt. "What? I I got screwed." The match is ruled as a no contest. Yeah. yeah. Piper Bret just, Hart did not win the match. Piper, yeah. Piper tosses him the belt. So then on the next night, like it's like, okay, and Brett's like, you know, I don't like what happened. You know, I'm gonna we're gonna have a match, you know, we're gonna have a match to settle this and everything. And they do. They have a main event match set for Nitro the next night. It's gonna be it's gonna be Bret Hart and Goldberg to settle it up and everything. And sure enough, as the outsiders come out and they stomp, and I, I think Hall does come out for that. They stomp on Goldberg. I think they even hit him with stuff. And then as it seems like Brett's going to stop him. But then he joins in. And thus NWO 2000 is formed. I think that's what he writes about in his book. About how he saw a woman in like the top row that was like a big fan. Like, oh, Bret Hart, Bret Hart. Like at the beginning of the show. And he thought, well, I, I, she didn't know it. But I was going to turn on her. And join <laughs> the NWO and break her heart. And it just killed Again. me. It just killed me. You know, to do that. Because okay. Brett takes everything seriously. And he does. Of course, not knowing this at the time, this we we reference it already. Watch the kick has now become kind of a part of wrestling lexicon. And it's it one is, of our phrases. Watch the kick. It's the moment where effectively Bret Hart's career ended. Even though he would he would wrestle maybe 13, 14 more times. Unfortunately, he could have like, he could have he could have saved his career if he had if just, he had just gone to the doctor. Right. And Bret Hart had a stroke when two thousand. One, well, 2002. Oh, and it's in 2000. It's oh, not it's, long after. He has a bike ride. Yeah. And he, he crashes his bike and hits his head. And, and that's, the, that's the actual stroke. Right. And that's when he figured it out. Because he vacated the title on January 16th. It sucks. It's, it sucks yeah, so we, much. Because what's even... It, it was so hard because I, I wanted to think like, oh, well, we've got to get at least one more. No, 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 folks. This is the end of Bret Hart on this podcast. This is the end of Bret Hart's career as we know it. Until 2000, not what, 9, Arguably 10, the, 2010? 2010. Arguably the greatest wrestler that ever walked this planet. Gets with one move. Even though we've, we've seen evidence where there are other moves that contributed to it, yep. one move effectively just <laughs> killed him. And poor he, Goldberg. He should have taken uh, I know. Big Vito's advice and just laid out. Goldberg. The took the bad hit. <laughs> Goldberg as... Uh, as as much as we give him shit, uh, you know he 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 feels a lot of responsibility for what for what happened to Brett, yeah. and and he feels really bad for it. And I I get that, but it's not like I really after watching this match and his whole career before, I really don't think it's all his fault. You know, I mean, it could have happened. Anybody could have done it. I mean, Chris Benoit Mayhem could have done that to, if you look to at, Bret Hart. If you look at Goldberg's could have leg. Because uh, the thing about the kick that you they need to pay attention to is you never actually full on kick the guy, mm-hmm. you just kind of extend your foot out. And Brett, or, sorry Goldberg, doesn't really seem like that he extends the foot like full out that he that he just decimates the guy. If Brett had just blocked it correctly, well, right. was that momentum? Because it it's momentum. Stick-in. It's momentum. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could say it's Goldberg's fault, and that's fine, whatever. 
But I think there's an argument to be made for the fact that it's not all his fault. And that's that's sort of the advantage of doing this podcast in 2015, years removed. Because I can tell you this, for about a good, I'd say, five to seven years, I really didn't like Goldberg. No, I hated him. No matter what. Because you did. you Right when it was... And it's, it just seems almost Shakespearean, the fact that it's right when things were about to turn around for Bret Hart. Yeah. Because even with NWO 2000... It's still, there could have been something, maybe, I don't know. We'll never know, because it's that, here you have a, a talent of, the, of that caliber, like in the ring, not just promo, not just connection with the fans, but in that ring. And then you look at the matches, the, the match he gave us with Benoit, and I know it's only really one that right. we have to reference at this point, but what he could have done with the talent we do see emerge coming up. In the podcast. Oh my God. And what the NWO 2000 could potentially have been. Right. And you got to keep in mind, Bret Hart at this point, he's only, I want to say, 42. Yeah. 43. He's got probably yeah. seven, eight years left in him. And uh, and we were robbed of that. Yeah. Because uh, Bret could have went back to WWE. Oh, because imagine, like, the it, we know what happens, sadly, at the end of this, when our podcast run ends, we know what happens. If, you know, if things had worked out to where you would have you know, been able to come back before 2010, yeah, yeah, could have been something. No it was like it was a little too late. But the next important question I have to ask is, I mean, what are we going to say now? I mean, the, I'd rather blow my brains oh, out. Oh, he's always here. Oh, oh, no, oh Brett, Brett's presence is always with he's me. Om, he's uh, oh, omniscient. Yeah. Omnis- Brett, what does he say about WrestleMania 28, Undertaker versus uh, Triple H? That's a four out of ten. <laughs> like, four out of ten hey, match. Just, Triple H can't wrestle his way out of a paper bag. <laughs> you know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, all right. So let's let's uh, round it out. Right, here. Let's wrap ra- Let's wrap it up here with match so, of the night. It got to be the I I for me it's a ladder match, without yeah. doubt. The ladder match is the match of the night. Absolutely. Undoubtedly. With, with I want to say an honorable mention. To Medusa versus Evan Courageous. I want to say that because this is not bad. No, it's not bad at all. It's it's a phenomenal effort for a match that uh, as many times as WWE did these and they looked horrible. This what, is pretty good. What's your point? She gave him a shout out in her Hall of Fame. Yes. Oh, that was so cool. Yeah. yeah. When she did that. The only guy in the locker room who's willing to let me pin him. <laughs> That's what she said. And I was like, oh my God. He, and, and that's when Evan looked up from his short order cook station and was like, yep. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm sure it's worst career. match. Um, the, I really got to put the Duggan thing. That thing's that's just, it. That's, that's the worst yeah, match. That's even worse than the Vampiro, Oklahoma thing because do, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Do we all agree on that? Yeah, like really, I, it's hands down. That's incredible. I, okay. And it's, I, this and so this is this is an interesting show that fits the premise of the podcast. We're like we're trying to find good things. I found it, and there are some. There were a it. few this, good things. This is not... I wouldn't say it's decent. I'd give it a two out of five, I want to say. What do we give... All right, so cumulative, cumulatively with Mayhem, I think we ended up around... Oh, I'm like a 1.5 on Yeah, 1.5. And a 1.5 on Havoc, but this is a two. Yeah, I, ha- I'd Star-Kate say it's is not bad. It's... Yeah. It's... Yeah. It should... I mean, I'm giving it... I'm with you. I almost said it should be higher up, but then this is Starcade. Yeah. So as a WCW guy growing up, this is your big, this is your, this, this is your, is mania. your big one. And this just wasn't a, a mania from the set. It looked like a nitro. Yeah. It, See, that's, it was just a, it's not it's even okay, a though. You nitro. just got to lower your expectations. <laughs> but because like we said, the, like you were talking about the time constraints earlier, 
this pay per view was two hours and forty two minutes and some cha- and a few seconds. Yeah, right. And it just fades to black. Like the last lines are, "Who would have thought?" Not me. And then it goes off. And I don't know. It just. So, um, wow. So it's, okay. it, it's, it's, it's better than some WWE I, pay-per-views. You know what? I, I'm almost I'm, glad that we, cause we, I think when we talked about doing this podcast, we thought about, you know, Oh, what are the things that we're going to, what are the things we remember? The and, first one. And you know, I'm glad we get it out of the way early because now we can kind of, kind of move on. Yeah. I know Brett will have some appearances in WCW. Well, now after it gets this, interesting yeah. because, um, doesn't, yeah. I think Russo gets fired. In it's between. coming up. You're right. This, I don't think he makes it. He doesn't think he makes it to the next Right. Yeah. I think it's so three months like, is what he got. We get like three or four months of Sullivan era. And then we, and then we get the real this new, is also new so, blood rising. We get that. This and is the last Benoit, too. That's right. Well, no, 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 no. He, he beats. Well, right. I remember. I remember that. The world title will be on the line. fuck it. It's not important. It's so... It's coming. I've I never seen that. Wait. I know. I totally forgot. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Sold out will be a lot of fun. Is it sold out? It's sold out. Yeah. Yeah. Sold out will be ready. a lot of fun. I'm ready. So that will be coming up in a few weeks. Uh, quick plugs, of course. The podcast is on Twitter, at New Blood uh, Pod on Twitter. I'm at William Rankin 83. I'm Charlie Stabile at CM underscore Stabs at Twitter. I am at the Jason Kiesler. No punctuation needed. <laughs> the podcast just real quick we do have the forum set up please join in that is uh, newbloodpod.freeforums.net you know we can dive in there any uh, podcast you want to mention I really want to plug still want to plug the, uh, the, the old sap pod um, up in Canada with those guys the Spanish announce table podcast they have one of the best shows that most people don't know about but a lot of people do we hope even more people do so Got to give them a little sure. bit of love. Absolutely. Anybody you guys want to throw out? I mean, obviously, I, I want to, my favorite, I want to throw out OSW. They're right my absolute favorite. I love those guys, Jay and, and Matthew, who guests every now and then from Botchamania. Uh, Jason, who, who do you want to throw out? Uh, I, I don't throw out anybody. No, I'm just kidding. No. Um, so for the Attitude Era guys at the Attitude Era podcast. They inspired all of us. Yeah, they really did. We're not going to steal your glory day with... Uh, no. Yeah, with we can't. That's your stuff, 100%. Uh, thank you for doing what you do every month or so. That does it from here, guys. We're going to catch you next month. WCW sold out. What's it going to bring? We'll never know. Thank you for listening. Well, we will know. <laughs>